Welcome to Broad Ideas. Hi, guys. Hey, Hi. Rachel. So enthusiastic today. I'm <laughs> feeling enthusiastic. Woo. <laughs> uh, I just love who we get to speak to today. Madison Beer, everyone. She's a singer and an author. Her first book, The Half of It, out tomorrow, April 25th. I'm so excited for this. Um, some of her top singles, Reckless, Good and Goodbye, Selfish. The girl is so talented and so beautiful inside and out. Let's get to Madison Beer. Sometimes when the world feels insane, you can take a little peek inside of Rachel's little brain. All these thoughts are swirling round and round inside. Join us on this journey as we take a little ride. We'll talk about dogs and kids and things. We'll talk about chicks and tampon strings. We'll talk about boys that make you cry. We'll talk about death because people die. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you for having me you here. You are so stunning. I can't stop looking at you. you. Your face, my <laughs> God. Um, and also so talented. Thank you. Um, what an amazing story you have from being in this space for so long. Yeah. Like you were really young. Definitely. Right? You, were you 12, 13? 12. 12 years That's old. Young. Is that yeah. sixth grade? Were you in sixth grade? Um, if I, yeah, I think I was in sixth grade when I posted everything and then I was like, Everything really started in the middle of seventh. I was pulled out of school. You were pulled out of school. Mm -hmm. so, so you stopped school from seventh to twelfth grade. Tell us about it. Take us through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely like crazy. Um, so I am from Long Island, New York. Where on Long Island? Jericho. Okay. Do yeah. you know Kings Park? No. I think that's for I don't know where. Is it Nassau? No, it's Suffolk like County. It's like an hour on the train from the city. Hour down. See, I'm, I like don't know east, west, north, south. Okay. So I'm like, I was going <laughs> yeah, to say which knows? way. I, yeah. I'm like left like, or right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically I'm from Long Island. I literally have been singing my entire life. My mom has always said that I like came out of her singing and I just <laughs> believe her because every video I have of myself from like three years old onwards, I'm like banging on a piano and like singing. And it's just always been something that I've really loved to do. And I think that it's really sweet now looking back at like my kindergarten you know, what do you want to be when you're older? And I always wrote singer. And like, it's just so cool that I turned out this way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyways, so I, I started singing training when I was like nine, 10 years old. And I, you know, was always doing like school plays. And I was in this company called Stars of Tomorrow, which was like literally an after school thing that you just would perform songs for. And then I was a huge, huge fan of Christina Grimmie. And I don't know if you guys know her. She made covers on YouTube. She's incredible. Okay. Sadly passed away. She's like, was like my idol though. And I lived for her. I wanted to be just like her. And that was sort of like where it stopped. Like I just wanted to be like Christina Grimmie and I wanted to make covers and sing. And that's all I wanted to do. So I decided to post a cover on YouTube when I was 12 and was discovered by Justin Bieber, massive people. I was, yeah, <laughs> this one guy. Not familiar. <laughs> it, it was just really cool. It was like a huge whirlwind. It happened very, very fast. Within, I want to say a month of posting the video, I was signed and it was just crazy. Um, and then I, yeah, moved out to LA, started doing everything to make a long story short, like was at that camp for a while. And then when I was around 16, we sort of parted ways and I did my own thing. 
Um, and then I was independent for a couple years, just trying to find like my sound and realize that like I was still only 16, which is like still so young, so young. But I felt like an adult already. And I was just trying to figure out like what that meant. And um, it took me a long time. And now I'm 24 and have my second album on the way. And I couldn't feel more secure and like who I am as an artist and it's taken me like a while to get here, but I'm really proud of it. And it's been quite the journey. You should be so incredibly proud. Thank you. I mean, I can't imagine like all the life you've lived, like you grow up so fast. I would imagine like, yeah. you know, starting at 12 and all that attention and everything that, you know, snowballed. Yeah. I, and at 16, you're like, you're 16, but you were already like, a pro. I lived like a, a life already. It's, cra- right. it's crazy to look back on. Did your family, so how was that with your family? Like, whoa, hey, I'm about to blow up. We're going to move to Los <laughs> Angeles. Like, how did that happen? And um, what were the dynamics in the family at that point? I think like now looking back, I have different perspectives on it. And I yeah. think that I, you know, at the time, like, I think it was just sort of, all right, like, let's do this. This is been your dream since you were born. Like this is a once and this is like hitting the lottery. Mm-hmm. We have to support this a hundred percent and just like let you try to live this dream out. Um, now looking back, it's, you know, when I'm asked something like that, I, I think about my brother a lot more and kind of what he had to go through mm-hmm. because he didn't really get to dictate what happened to his life. He sort of was forced to move to LA and was forced to like be homeschooled with me because he didn't really like, he he was enrolled in schools in LA and New York, but like just the amount of moving around he had to do was really difficult for him. So when you ask that, I kind of more just, I'm like, yeah, it was probably really difficult for Ryder, my mm-hmm. brother. Is he older or younger? He's younger than me. Yeah. And it ha- it started happening when he was like nine. So yeah. this this has been his whole life too. And I, I do feel a lot of guilt around that. But my family was very supportive. And I think that I can't, and I don't hold resentment or like, I don't think that anyone did anything wrong. I think everyone was just really excited for me. Yeah. But I do think that like we, you know, both us kids were too young to kind of go through what we did. And I think that, um, yeah, things just like weren't, things weren't looked at of like what happens if this doesn't work out and mm-hmm. what happens right. if this fails, like now what? Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think it, it was, it's tricky because obviously my parents just wanted to be supportive, but I think in doing that, some damage was also caused. You know, but there was no right answer. And that's what I tell my mom and my dad now, you know, when my mom comes to me crying and she's like, did I do the wrong thing by you? Because she'll hear the way I talk about it, you know, and I try to be very like honest and just say how like, yeah, I I feel I was like fucked up in a lot of ways. And I feel like I did miss out on my childhood in a lot of ways. And as a mom, she'll feel a lot of guilt when I say those things. And she's like, oh, my God, did I make the wrong decision? And I'm like, no, like you, of course you supported me in my dreams. You can't, like, there was, what were you going to do? Say, no, we're not going to LA and you're not going to have this once in a lifetime chance. Like your idol just signed you and I'm going to make you stay in Jericho. Right. It's just just like, there's, there was, there was no right way to go around it. So I definitely think no one should feel guilty, but I think it was, it was just hard. It was, it was hard. And we were very young. Right. But to have that awareness, I think also is there's like an emotional maturity to it, you know, and, and to look at it all and think of your brother I was going to ask initially, like, are you an only kid? Because, you know, yeah. all that factors in. But I'm sure, are they, is everyone still, like, out in L.A. and they've made their life here? Yeah, my mom actually, like, only officially, officially moved. So when we and my brother were really young, she moved here with us to obviously be our parent. But she was still had her house in Long Island and, like, wasn't really ready to sell it and sort of was going back and forth. Um, but she officially moved here, like, three, four years ago. My brother's been here, though, since I started. He actually spent, like, a year and a half, maybe two years with my dad in Long Island because it just kind of all got a lot for him out here. 
And then he came back and he's been here for the past like five years. Are your parents still together? No. no. They've been divorced since I was like six. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it was nothing new. And yeah. the <laughs> truth is, I, I think this often being a mom, Rachel being a mom, we're going to fuck up our kids somehow, no matter <laughs> what. True. You know what I mean? Like totally. it, it could be from holding them back from their dream or from supporting them or for any which million ways Definitely. we can fuck up our kids. We're probably going to do it. Um, we all have our own kind of curriculum, right? And it sounds like this was yours. Yeah. But I feel like it brings up a really important topic because we spend a lot of time talking about like the effects of social media on young women yeah. and young girls and Rachel being the mom of a young girl. What was that experience like for you dealing with it so young? Um, It's like definitely obviously something that I get asked about a lot. And I think it's a difficult question to like summarize and answer for because it's still happening today. Right. Right. So it's, it's like, it's just this constant cycle. It is a bit of an uphill battle. I do like look at it in not the best light. I think I'm pretty jaded in regards of social media. I, I'm not very active on my platforms. I'm not very like, I, I don't know. It just, it's just a lot. And I think at this point I've been using it for like, 13 years that I'm just like kind of over the whole thing in a lot of ways. And I think mainly it's just because when I talk about this and I, I talk about it a lot in my book and I, I discuss that like it should say something to people that I've been on social media. I've had like a large following for so long and I've never gotten used to the hate. I've never gotten used to the all of it. It's just, it's, it's something you don't become numb to, at least not for me. And maybe I'm like mm -hmm. a, a different type of person. Cause I know there are people who doesn't affect, but I'm quite sensitive. I, I am insecure in a lot of ways. I, I struggle with body image things. Like I, I have a lot of personal issues. So to see them like amplified and picked at and ripped apart, it, it's, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot for me. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, I think it's like, it can be very dangerous. Um, I think it's also amazing in a lot of ways. I've met, I mean, my, I met my best, best friend in the world through social media. So I'm like grateful for it in a lot of ways. It's how I connect with my fans. It's how I promote myself, whatever you want to say. But I do think there's a dangerous side. Mm -hmm. um, I think, yeah. but I think someone like you in your position to talk about all these things and even say like, you know, you, you are insecure and these things do affect you. Like, Definitely. you know, it's just being real about it because of what yeah. it is. And yes, there's like positives, there's negatives. And like she said, like, I'm raising a young girl and I'm like, I don't want her to have a phone till she's 35. You yeah, know, like, don't. just like, <laughs> literally don't. Like, I would like, that's amazing. I don't think she should. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, she's, you know, it's, it just, it freaks me out a little bit. And like, we talk about this a lot. Like we went through high school before social media existed. Which was probably lovely. Right. And so looking at <laughs> it now. My mom always talk, talks to me about that. Does too. she? Yeah. She's like, I. She's like, she she always brings up the fact that she remembers like when her first boyfriend cheated on her. She's like, I couldn't imagine if I had that girl's Instagram, TikTok. Oh I, I would just sit and like stalk her all day and I would just want to die and like just all that stuff. And like, this is the reality of like what a lot of everyone's living in. But I think that like, just going back to just social media in general and what you said about like me talking about it, I made a promise myself so long ago to say like, I'm not going to let... Because when I started, let me just say this, when I started in the industry everything my managers, my agents, my label, people around me said was, you can never show them it gets to you. You have to have thick skin. You have to tell them that, oh, no, like I, <laughs> I'm above the hate and hate doesn't affect me. And I focus on the love. And it burnt out so quickly for me because I was just like, that's not true. It's fucking bullshit. No. And it's only making Smoking these mirrors. haters 
think that what they're doing doesn't have to have repercussions, which right. I think that it does. And like, if you go up to somebody in school and you say that they're fat and ugly and disgusting, you're probably going to get like expelled or like put in detention and people will be like, yo, you're crazy and you're a horrible person. Right. But if you say it online, it doesn't matter. And like, no one cares. And I just think that that's wrong. And I think that it's not okay. Like I just recently like had a thing where I walked a carpet and like, I wore this dress that was just like really unflattering on me. And there was a TikTok that went sort of like viral a bit of me in the dress. And it was just like a horrible angle. And it sure like, I didn't look my best in it. And just reading these comments, I was just so sick that like, the fact that nothing goes through these people's heads of like, what 24-year-old girl wouldn't feel insecure if you're saying that I look horrible in something? I, you know, it makes it's me just, want to kill people. It's just <laughs> scary. And, it, and it, it, it frightens me because I've just never functioned that way. I think that I've just always had like an abundance of like empathy towards people. And I've always like just rooted for others. Like I just don't, I don't have that in me to be like vicious. Right. And I could never push send on a comment that says like, wow, she looks really fucking ugly and huge and terrible here. I'm like, wow. What is wrong with people? No. Literally, wow. <laughs> I think that too, I think that, that when people ask you to have a thick skin and they ask you to get used to something that shouldn't be- Why should I have to? Tolerable. One, why I think- should I, Why should I have to tolerate abuse? Right. You shouldn't. Be, abuse be and bullying. And, no. To be a shouldn't. singer. Look at you to sing. Right. Leave right. me alone. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. It's not like you asked to put yourself out there. So it, it's an open invitation for anyone to have an opinion on appearance or, you know. I talk, I literally say that exact thing in my book where I'm Do like, you? I'm like, just because you have an opinion does not mean you need to share it. And just because you have a social media account doesn't mean you just have this like passage of like, oh, my opinion is just like valid. And like, no, wasn't the first thing that we taught our kids, like treat people the way you want to be treated and like, right. Don't golden like, rule. Just be nice. Literally be nice. Simply, be kind to one another. It's just not hard. And I just think that like, that's something that people don't think about. And I do think there is this thing obviously online where people think I'll never see it. And they think that like celebrities, whatever you want to say, won't read these things. But like, what makes you think that? And like, Sure, maybe a lot of them don't. And maybe a lot of them don't use TikTok the way I do. But I'm a 24-year-old girl. Of course, yeah. I'm like online and of I course. see these things. And like, I don't know. I just, I do hope for a brighter day. I think that like, hopefully the pendulum will swing the other way and people will right. be held accountable for these things. Right. I think your digital imprint's like important. Like you're, like you should have a footprint that like follows you. And if you say yeah. something vicious about someone, like that should follow you yeah like you're saying like repercussions it should no i know these people like in the safety of their home behind closed doors are saying whatever, i could not but... imagine how they would feel if it happened to right. them right it's not you know and and well it probably did in some way you know what i mean it's like what they say hurt people hurt people totally and usually people that go out of their way to be that unkind were damaged or hurt in Definitely. some sort of way that doesn't make it excusable it's it's awful but what I appreciate most is you saying the truth about the way it makes you feel because that gives other people permission to be honest about the way they feel. Because I think the message is like, toughen up. You're doing this. Like you have to have thick skin. But the truth of the matter is like, yeah. I feel like for you, for your, for, you know, we know Charlotte Lawrence really mm -hmm. well. There's people out there that are doing this that just happen to be gorgeous and happen to be talented but also really kind, mm -hmm. kind people that don't deserve that kind of behavior. Yeah. And that's like, what's the most important to me too, is like, I don't care about any of the other like surface 
nonsense stuff. Like I, I, what I'm, what I love the most about myself is that I have a beautiful heart and is that I'm a good person and is that I like want goodness for people. Like that's what I go to sleep smiling about. It's not like any of that other stuff. So I don't know. Yeah, it does. It does just, it does just suck. There's like no other way to put it. It's just like, damn, I wish people just could knock it off. Right. But they won't ever. And you, so your book, the half of it is yeah. out. What inspired you? What made you want to write this and tell this side of the story? Um, I think mainly I am aware of the fact that I think that people don't know me like personally and that's fine. And I don't have like obviously an interpersonal relationship with all my fans, but I noticed specifically on tour and in these moments where I had like intimate meetings with people that I got to know them so quickly. And I felt like I had such a deep connection with them so fast that I was like, how can I reach more people with the same connection? Cause I really like, that's what I like love the most about life is connecting with people. So I thought, okay, I can, you know, go live and talk about all these things, or I can post an Instagram post that I just felt like a lot of the people who would be viewing that and looking at it don't really care to get to know me, which is just the truth. Yep. And <laughs> I wanted to do something that the people who do care to get to know me and who do want to, and they want to read my story and they want to like understand me a bit more. I think those are the people that I was really writing this for. And also just like my younger self a bit. I just felt like I didn't have something like this growing up and something like this would have helped me a lot. So I don't know. There's a lot of reasons why I did it, but mainly I just wanted to like get my story out to the right people. And your story is like kind of looking at it from just how everything affected you and, and yeah, the true story behind everything people saw basically like real transparent kind of mirror Mm -hmm. into it. And I think that's beautiful. And I think, you know, like I said, using your voice, I think it's amazing. And I think there will be a lot of people that obviously are fans of yours and that respond to you in such a positive way and will love to hear it. I'm excited for it. Thank you. Myself. Um, And it also seems like you're close with your mom. Mm -hmm. And I think that that always plays like a big role. And you talk, like I can tell your heart is beautiful and you're so kind. And I always do that with my daughter too. Like, you know, other moms are like, your daughter's so kind. And I'm like, that's the win, you know, in life. And yes. And I love seeing an example of a beautiful grown woman, successful, who had that and still has that. And I think it's a beautiful thing you're doing. So thank you. have to commend you on that. That was like the biggest lesson my mom like taught me, my brother growing up. Oh my God. I mean, above anything else, it was just like, be a good person. Right. Right. You suck. Or you suck. (laughs) It's it's that simple. It was that simple for us. And it was just always, and and you know, we grew up and she was always like a very um, generous person and like, she just taught like little things to us throughout our whole life that now I look back on and it's like definitely the reason I am, whether it's like, you know, she would make these goodie bags of baby wipes and fruit snacks and like little things. And she would go literally just drive around when she had a free hour and like drop them off to homeless people who needed things. And like, Mm. just, she, she was always just like that. And that's just genuinely how she's always been. And, you know, when we would grow out of our clothes, she would make us like put all of our clothes in bags and literally walk up to like, less fortunate neighborhoods, knock on the door and like give our clothes to younger kids that needed them and whatever. And maybe not even needed them, just like could have wanted them and it could have just made them smile. And that was like so nice because I think growing up, we got a lot of, I got a lot of like serotonin and like endorphin hits when I was like, oh my God, like making people happy makes me happy and this feels good for me, you know? So that was something that I think was just implemented really early for us, which is like making other people feel good will make you feel good. Yeah. And it's it's just been something that I've, yeah, that's that's like my life motto, my life thing. I just like making people happy. <laughs> 
Broad Ideas is supported by Spider Grip. Oh no, did you drop your phone again? You need to get a Spider Grip. Spider Grip keeps your phone in your hand right where it belongs. It's the phone grip that won't slip. Spider Grip props up as a stand, rotates 360 degrees, and lays flat, locked in place, easily fitting into your pockets or purse. Spider Grip is comfortable, durable, and functional and appeals to anyone who has a phone. No more unfortunate drops in all the wrong places. No more missed opportunities on great pictures and videos. No more hand pain due to balancing your phone with your pinky finger. Why? Because Spider Grip allows you to hold your phone in the most natural and comfortable way. As unique and exciting as Spider Grip is, their team is as well. Co-founded and invented by recording artist and entrepreneur David Britt, Spider Grip is also co-founded and co-owned by actress and producer Kate Bosworth, along with Mr. Worldwide himself, Grammy-winning artist Pitbull. Spider Grip is the best grip around and made right here in the USA. Get yours today at spidergrip.com. That's S-P-I-I-D-E-R-G-R-I-I-P.com. That's two eyes in spider and two eyes in grip. Use discount code IDEAS at checkout and receive 30% off and free shipping. Grip the freedom. Broad Ideas is supported by Lumi. Want to smell better? Naked. Let's face it, our underarms aren't the only place we have odor. That's why I am excited to tell you about Lumi Whole Body Deodorant for pits, privates, and beyond. With best-selling scents like lavender sage, clean tangerine, and fresh alpine, you'll smell better than ever. They also just launched new scents including mint cucumber and soft powder. Sign me up. I love the scents that Lumi offers. I am a huge fan of lavender. It makes me feel calm. It makes me feel present. And now I can put lavender wherever I feel like I need some calmness. You know what I mean? Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code IDEAS at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code IDEAS. So it sounds like you grew up with that kind of positivity and kindness, and then you were opened up to this whole other world. I would imagine one that that could break your heart. Yeah, definitely. Because you see when you're coming almost through the lens of like, people are good and people are kind and they want the best for yeah. everyone. And then you open up that door to like, whoa, Scary. there's a whole other world out there. Yeah. One, did it break your heart? And two, did it have an effect on your mental health? And if so, how? Definitely. Um, I think that for me growing up, it definitely was like, obviously like a positive environment. I had when I was young, I only really had like one negative, scary experience where like I was sexually abused as a child. And that was like, oh, like there's this like one scary monster in the world. And that was kind Mm -hmm. of how I remember thinking about this person was like, they're just, they're, they're the exception, you know, like that's not how the world is. They're just a, a one scary monster. And when I was opened up to the rest of the world being so like cruel to me and horrible and harsh and mean I was like wait are there like more scary monsters out there and that was like really jarring for me because I did think that that person was just like a oh like not everyone's bad no one's bad you know Mm -hmm. and then it was it was really hard to realize that there are actually not great people and not everyone is just going to be like nice to you forever so it, it did take a huge toll on my mental health it 
was really scary. I felt like a turtle in a shell for a lot of years. And I felt just like I I can't do anything right. Everything I say is wrong. Um, yeah, it was it was really difficult. And it's it ha- it hasn't stopped either. I mean, like I I literally two nights ago was when I talked about that dress thing. Like I was spiraling, like yeah. so triggered, so upset. Like it's 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 really hard and it doesn't really get easier. So I think the only answer is people need to just be nicer and take it easy on each other. It's yeah. like it's that simple. Be kind. I, yeah. You know, and and the whole spiraling, like all of it, it's like it can just take one thing to just kind of send you on that mental plane, yeah. you know, and, and for you dealing with stuff so young and you had an, in, you know, instance with monster yes. age and yeah. that has to affect your mental health. Yeah. Do you, did you do anything for yourself to help that? Yeah. I've, I mean, I've been in therapy for so, so long now. I only found like my amazing therapist probably like two, three years ago now. And I've been with her ever since and she's helped me so much and it, it, she's been amazing. Um, but I've done, I think a lot of things in like other ways, even I think writing this book or like talking to you guys, things like this, I think make me feel a lot better in all of it because I just do think that, that, you know, even if one person listens to this and they're like, Oh my God, like I found comfort in this or whatever. Um, it means a lot. I spoke about in the book, like a time I met this girl, I spoke at a school and I used to just kind of like talk at schools randomly. Like I would just like want to, and I would just go into a club and talk to them. (laughs) And I met this girl afterwards and she was so sweet and she was so cute. And she had been going through a really hard time with like a breakup and she started crying. And I just remember like my gut was like, can I hold your hand? And I just asked that. And we just stood there like two strangers holding hands. Like I was crying. She was crying. We were having this like beautiful experience that it just makes all of the bad stuff so worth it in yeah. that like simple moment. So yeah, I think that it's just like, there are times that make it so worth it. And I think that I would take like the hate for the rest of my life if it meant I could have those like special experiences oh. because they mean so much to me. They really so do. Beautiful. It was yes. so, it was so beautiful. It was like a special moment. I felt like we were like glowing in the room. <laughs> it was amazing. Well, it's also like, you know, when you, they say when you hold a lot of light, you have equal parts light and dark, right? And that's kind of the blessing and the curse of it all. Yeah. It's like when you're gifted with, a huge light that you're supposed to share with the world in whatever capacity that is, that usually doesn't come without an equal side of darkness. Totally. And I think that it's about finding, okay, well, how do I take that darkness and now make it light? Yeah. Right. And that's what you're doing. Yeah. That's been the journey. Yeah. I want to, I like, I'm like focused on like you just spiraling the other night and I literally want to like go on the post and like attack all the people. I know. <laughs> it's like, it's I feel hard. protective of you. Like, not yeah, to. I know. It's, it's hard. I'm sure. And I've, you know, I've been known to erase a comment or two. I'm like, why do I even have it out there? Yeah, you know, but who cares? I know, I know. And I think, but I think that you are setting such a good example and it's obviously led by example, like your mom and everything. And I think that's so important because you have, the space to really do that and through your music which you write yes yourself yeah which is incredible have you done that your whole life no I actually didn't start writing my own music till I was probably like I mean I wrote songs on my first EP but like really 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 writing I was probably like 19 like I was like scared to write for so long yeah I was like I am not good enough I can't do this I'm scared and then I just started and I found a crew of people that like supported me and loved everything I had to say so that was really (laughs) really nice and yeah, now we do everything together. That's so cool. It's amazing. So you get to express yourself through your music. 
totally. I feel like that's therapy in itself too. Oh my God. More than anything. Right. Yeah. It's, it's the best. You and Charlotte need to do a song together. I know. I want Charlotte oh to open God. for me on tour <gasps> yes. really badly. That's yes. like what I really want to happen. Oh my God. Oh, we're going to that. Yes, for, for sure. sure. That would 100%. Be I love incredible. her so much. I'm so excited for her song to come out. Oh, I know. <sighs> body bag? So, have you heard the whole thing? From the, I was getting the voice notes of body bag while it was being written. It's amazing. It's the sickest. I love her so but, much. But you know, you're an example of, right? I'm, and and I don't want to put so much emphasis on your looks because you're also incredibly gifted musician. Thank you. And you just wrote a book and you've got so much else going on. You're also one of the most beautiful people. It's <laughs> it's true. You. And and so here's what I want to say, which I think is really important. If someone can take someone like you, who is goddamn fucking perfect <laughs> and talent, no, it's true. Thank you. And talented to back it up and intelligent to write a book and going out there and trying to do things and tear you down for a fucking dress mm -hmm. that you wore. That means nobody is immune. Yeah. That means sure. that there is no perfection. There is nothing. There's no higher up you can go. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you. <laughs> but no, but it's true. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, like, completely. if they're doing it to you, people need to hear this and they need to hear how it affects because Think of the people that are just starting. I do. Often. Right? Yeah. And I worry for them. Yeah. <laughs> often. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy. Go home. Go home. Go home. Yeah. What would you do if your daughter came to you and wanted to do this? Um, I think I would use my experiences to shield her from a lot of things. I think I would like just go about it differently and I would just like handle I, I I would think I would handle it pretty well um I definitely I don't know I think it's hard like you know when I talked to my mom about some of the you know when the other night when I was really upset and she's doing what she thinks is the right thing to do was just tell me like just ignore it you're amazing and but it feels dismissive to me you know and I get real then that gets me really upset because I'm like no you don't get it you don't know how it feels and you would be crushed if these people said this about you and it's and it feels isolating almost because I'm like, no one understands, not even my own mom. And she, and again, like to put emphasis on, like she's trying to be comforting. She just like doesn't realize how it's affecting me. I think I would just like try to validate, like, I don't know that I would even like shield my kid from all of it because I think that if you do want to be in this industry, like you're going to have to read comments and you're going to have to see these things. And sure, I would tell her like have thick skin, but also... I think just like implementing in a human being that like they are good enough and like no, nothing anyone can say can take that away from you. And like, I don't know, just, just validating someone's emotions, I think does a lot of good and just making someone feel safe and heard is really important. Yeah. And that's like, that's like all I ever really want. Like I have one friend who I can talk to about any of this and she would never say like, you'll be fine. Just like, she's like, oh my God, like, like this is absurd. And I can't believe that you're dealing with this. And I'm so sorry that you're dealing with this. And like, even just getting that means a lot right. and not having someone be like, oh, she's overreacting or being dramatic and this is not the big of a deal. That makes me crazy. We talk about this a lot. Like we always back each other. Like if we're going through it or something negative or whatever it is, we understand. We're like, oh no, I totally get how you're feeling. Yeah. Like we're going to let you feel this way. Totally. When you come out of it, I'm going to say all the positive things. Sure. You know? Sure. But we're going to let you go through that. And I think that's the biggest support. No, and moms always 100%. mean well. Yeah. Just sometimes... You know, she also grew up in a different time. She's like, doesn't exactly. she's never yeah. had like hundreds of thousands of people say that she like looks like she gained weight and like looks bad and like right. whatever. Like it's she so I get it. 
And that's why, again, like I also have empathy for her where I'm like, you yeah. don't, you are not trying to do anything wrong. Right. But, and I'm thinking your mom's probably our age, but <laughs> definitely not. Oh. And she's also like amazing. And like, I just, but I don't know. It's, it's just tricky. There's no right way to go about it. There's nothing you can say that's going to take it away. And I think that I'm just, I'm proud that I've been able to like do the work on myself that I've somehow turned out all right. And yeah. not, I'm not like banging my head against the wall. I, I, I do bang my head against the wall occasionally, <laughs> but you know. Everyone but I feel to. like yeah. it's uh, inner child work because like it's when my those- favorite. Right? Mm -hmm. Me too. Because like when those <laughs> things happen, I always, I'll talk to myself like that. And instead of being like, get thicker skin or get over it, you I wouldn't will- wouldn't tell that to your kids. Never. I would say, baby, I hear you. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that hurt you. I understand the way you feel. Exactly. And now I have to do that to myself. Yeah. Or mm -hmm. my friends, we we do that to each other. We hold that space for each other to just be like, you know, it's yeah, so important. Sucks. It's so, I mean, like I was literally saying yesterday in another podcast, I was saying how I, like, we are all just little girls and children that grew up. And like, I think that for me, something like weird that like sort of kickstarted a lot of this mental health stuff was I was having like a lot of conflict with like both of my parents, honestly, and felt like just really distant from the both of them. And I was just like, oh my God, like I kind of like hate them both right now. And I had this thought and I read this book and it was just really emphasizing that like it's your parents first time going through life as well. And I think that it's a weird moment as kids when you realize like, wait, my mom is a person. <laughs> She's not like my superhero mom wearing a cape. And I know for me, at least that was like scary. And I, I did have that moment where I was like, you are just a girl that had a kid and yeah. that's, that's it. And you're not like superwoman. Um, and I think that like, it's, it's changed my perspective in a good way now. I think at the time I was like freaking out. I was like, oh my God, this is like crazy. And I just like can't believe that this is real. But now I'm like, the reasons I admired my mom growing up was because she was so strong and she could do anything and she was amazing. Now I admire her because like she's healed from a broken heart and she had the courage to leave a relationship she didn't feel was doing good for her. She, you know, has survived on the other end of like previous abuse, not talking about my dad. Um, and just th just things that like she's done that I'm like, those are the reasons now I admire her. She's broken down in front of me. She's been vulnerable. She's been honest about struggling with things like weight or her relationship with her body and food and things like that. And like, that's that those are the reasons I admire her now. And that's so awesome. But I think that it made me do a lot of inner child work because I'm like, I'm also just a person who's going through life for the very first time. And I do look at myself like this little girl. And I always tell my friends, I'm like, I feel like I was stunted. I feel like mm -hmm. I'm still like, I, the fact that I'm 24 is crazy. I think I'm still like 18 years old and I trip out sometimes. And obviously COVID didn't help with that either, but I just, I don't know. I definitely felt like I had a lot of healing to do and I had a lot of facing things to do. And I, I ran for a really long time from a lot of really like dark, serious things that I just didn't want to admit. And yeah, I think it's just, it just all goes back to like empathy. It just yeah. all goes back to being empathetic towards people and like just understanding that like everyone is trying. I do believe everyone has good intentions. I feel sorry. Like when now when I meet someone who's like an evil, horrible person, I don't just be like, oh, you suck. I'm more so just like, oh, something happened. Right. Something yeah. happened. Right. And it sucks. And I think that people, you know, People, people should look at each other that way a bit more. And I and I kind of also believe that like, sorry for the rant. I kind of also mm -hmm. believe that we're, we also are all in a way 
kind of one. And I think Mm -hmm. that we all are living the same life in different forms, different bodies, different places. So when I meet someone, I like, like I extend, when I'm extending a hand of kindness to someone, I look at it like I'm extending a hand to myself or like when you victimize someone, you're doing it to yourself. And like, I just do believe that. And I think that like, I don't know. Yeah. There's, there's so, there's so much. And I just, I'm grateful for this journey that I've been on. I feel like I've been on this like awesome mental health journey that's gotten me to this place that I, I don't know. I just am like full of love for other people. (laughs) I really, it's so impressive. really nice. At 24 to have this is incredible. Like a gift. Thank you. What was the book that you read that the parent thing? There's so, so many. Okay. Um, I thought maybe you were share them. People love to know what helps you feel. There's literally a trillion, um, now, of course, you ask me, I'm going to like blank on, on the, the spot. Um, um, She's like the I giving tree. <laughs> I have a giving tree tattoo. That's so Do cool. you? Do. Oh, that's, that's so weird. It's so weird. All Same. That's literally, I have a tattoo for it. Um, what is it called? I mean, there's inner child workbooks that I like live for. Live for. That I like read all the time. Like just like simply healing your inner child. Oh, there's uh-huh. like that. that yeah. That's one. There, there, there's so many. Um, what is the, it's something I think that it's like sort of, surviving narcissistic abuse is one there's a bunch and i will remember yeah yeah, yeah. i don't worry i literally like and i'll say something and then they'll be like oh that the trauma was- keeps the score oh, oh the body keeps the score. bodies keep the body keeps the score Love that's that on our book, book. list that's oh, a great yeah, book. There you go. that yep. book like was the kickstarter for everything where i was like whoa 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 Have that's what it? i hear i haven't read it but our friends were over this weekend and they were saying that it absolutely changed their life. It's insane. And it's like, it's also just like scientific and like yeah. literal research that you just are like, wow, I'm not crazy. I'm just a product of like PTSD and trauma. <laughs> and like, that's crazy. That's crazy. You know, we all are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just keep talking about like wanting to do EMDR. Yeah. What's that? Oh, you can Ele- what it is it? What I is can. it again? Electric it magnetic the brain. Yeah. Yeah. It's the oh, trauma, trauma response therapy oh i need the lot i need to look it up i know i've been like i feel like because i have this trauma response in my body like my body because your muscles store the trauma right oh when i get like when i have a panic attack where i'm like triggered by something i will physically start like shaking and trembling and i'm like it's crazy your body reacts yeah and i want to get a hold of that because like it's not okay (laughs) it's yeah no it sucks yeah and i think that so many people i don't know and i haven't done it like i said but i have we have heard people do it and it's really helpful. And it like, well, yeah, because it needs to get out of your body. Right. I think because otherwise it's just going to be triggered over and over. And that's, that's when it gets hard. Is it like one little thing, like someone saying you don't look in a dress is going to trigger your trauma response from something that that monster in the past. Right. And I think that it is all about getting appropriate with things, mm-hmm. but we can't do that if we're holding trauma in our body. hundred percent. If we don't process it and let it go, yeah. things are going to land the exact same way over and over and over. For sure. Yeah. And it can be the littlest thing. Like, oh, something yeah. so small. Like, yeah. will send me over the edge. Right. And probably. I'm like instantly like shaking, convulsing. <laughs> like, it sucks. It's crazy. And it's, a, yeah, you don't realize until you, you're, at least there's an awareness and you're aware of what it is and what it's doing. Yeah. I think it's the first step to helping it. Yeah. And I think like boundaries have been the biggest thing for me in this life where I'm like, wow, I just am so glad that I've gotten the balls to like say no and stand up for myself and like remove myself from rooms that I don't feel comfortable in. And good for you. It's, it's, it's been, and I tell like my fans, my friends or my family, even I'm just like, if you can 
implement that. It's so, it's so empowering. And it's just the way that I look at it is like, you have to be your own best friend. And like, I know for a fact that if someone was talking about something that was clearly like hurting someone that I cared about in the same room, I know that I would be like, yo, cut it out and stop talking about that. She's clearly uncomfortable. Why would I not do that for myself? Because people are going to be like, oh, Madison's like crazy. And like, she just like, it's like, no, I, I won't, I won't tolerate it simply. And so, yeah, it's just, it's just been like big for me. I remember there was a night on tour where I was really mentally not well. And I was feeling just like so overwhelmed, overstimulated. I was homesick. I just like was not feeling good. I had five shows in a row. I was exhausted. Like just, it was like, just not, I was not having a fun night this night. And every night after my show, I would go out and I would meet my fans because they would all be around my tour bus. And I would, you know, like stay for over an hour and take pictures and talk to them. And it was like my favorite part of the show. But this night I got off stage and also I found out that one of my friends passed away like three minutes before walking on stage. It was just like a lot. And I was like, I can't meet people tonight. Like I feel so just like dead right now. And I remember feeling so guilty and feeling so horrible. And I was like, oh my God, like I feel terrible that I didn't spend time with them. But what was so nice was when I tweeted, I I just like was open about it. And I was like, hey guys, I'm just letting you know, like I I had a really tough day and I just feel like I want to get in bed and like not talk to people. I don't feel like I'm in the right state of mind right now. Everyone was so understanding and they were so sweet and they were just like, oh my God, Madison, like go to bed. Like we get it, blah, blah, blah. And I think (laughs) that's just because like I have been able to set boundaries and I think having even my fans respect them is so lovely because they know that I'm not just being like a bitch and I don't want to hang out with them. They know that it's for a reason and it's just nice. And there's so many, there's so many instances where I can like give you examples of times where I've been able to stand up for myself and set a boundary and it's, it just feels so good. Yeah. It feels like you're just looking out for yourself and it's like, wow. No, it's huge too. You were sending so many important and amazing messages to young people everywhere, you know. And old people. And old people. Because like (laughs) I've just learned boundaries in my 40s. You know what I mean? And like it's huge. And you have to do that. You have to advocate for yourself. Totally. And I just think it's amazing that you can do that. And because people know you're such a genuine person. So when you do say it, they listen. And I think it's just a testament to you. Thank you. Um, But it's hard. And I can't imagine being a young, beautiful girl coming up in the business and everyone wanting to control you and having an opinion and... Wait, you can't? Yeah, I was going to say, wait, 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 hold on. Do you not not know what that's like? Did you not watch the OC? (laughs) (laughs) I worded that wrong. (laughs) But I know, but she was like... Maybe you would say now with social media. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But also you were 12. Like, no, like, yeah, I was... That's a big difference. I got 21. I mean, it was a little bit of, you know... Anyway. But at least you like were human. <laughs> I was I was a human at totally. the time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> still, yeah. But yeah, but like, you know, so many men, especially and in, in the businesses, and for you to put boundaries for yourself and like leave the room if you don't feel safe or what I, yeah. I mean, that is so massive and so amazing. And just I I couldn't have done that at I think I don't think I did do that <laughs> for a long time. It's hard. It's it hard. is. It's, it's intimidating. really hard. Because of course, as women, we just get perceived as like crazy and overdramatic. And right. I'm just like, I don't care if that's how I'm perceived. No. Well, I think a lot of girls think too, if I set a boundary, I'm going to come off as a bitch. Yeah. I'm going to come off as like entitled or like snobby and like, oh, everything has to like, it's like, no, this is my life and I don't want to. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that people can remember when setting boundaries, there's a difference between being cold, being a bitch, and just straight up being in your integrity. Yeah. And when you're in your integrity, you're unfuckwithable. 
I always <laughs> say unfuckwithable. You Don't do? you love that you just said that? <laughs> Don't you love it? Love right. That. And that's what integrity is. Like you can't, when I have integrity, you can't fuck with me. Yeah, no. It's that simple and you don't have to worry about being a bitch. You don't have to be, it's just clear. Right. Totally. Right. And there is a difference. There's a clear Huge. difference for sure. And I think that like, it's all about how you word things. It's all about like, just, I don't, I don't know. There's so, there's so many things. I think at the end of the day, if you're, if you're looking out for yourself, then right. you can do no wrong. Broad Ideas is supported by Sundays for Dogs. Sundays is healthy, air-dried dog food made from a short list of human-grade ingredients. Sundays was co-founded by Dr. Tori, a practicing veterinarian, and contains 90% meat, 10% vegetables, and 0% synthetic nutrients. Besides USDA beef and all-natural chicken, you'll find digestive aids like pumpkin and ginger, plus disease-fighting antioxidants. Dog parents report noticeable health improvements in their pups, including softer fur, fresher breath, better poops, and more energy. I love Sundays. Not only do I love Sundays, but Gertie, my dog loves Sundays. She had the most itchy pink skin, and when we switched to Sundays, her allergies went away. Unlike other fresh dog foods, Sundays is zero prep, zero mess, and zero stress. Sundays is shelf-stable, which makes it easy to feed your pup top-quality food. Every order ships right to your door, so you'll never worry about running out of dog food again. We worked out a special deal for our dog-loving listeners. Get 35% off your first order of Sundays. Go to sundaysfordogs.com slash ideas or use code ideas at checkout. That's sundaysfordogs.com slash ideas. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about the food you feed your dog. Broad Ideas is supported by Talkspace. Where are you in your mental health journey? No matter where you are, talking to a therapist who is trained to help can make a huge difference. They can help you find a new outlook on life and help you recover your energy, confidence, and joy. At Talkspace, you can find the right therapist with the right training for you. Talkspace is a new, more convenient way to find a therapist and to meet with them. Everything is done online. You find the therapist you feel closest to. You meet virtually, wherever you're most comfortable on your schedule. So there's no missed work or scheduling childcare for an appointment. It's therapy designed for your life. Finding a therapist can feel overwhelming, but Talkspace takes the pressure off that first step. At Talkspace.com, you match with a provider that's right for you, usually within a day or two. If you have issues that come up, you don't have to wait for your next appointment. You can message your Talkspace therapist anytime through the app or schedule a live session if you need some FaceTime. Talkspace has thousands of therapists with all kinds of specialties. There's someone who's exactly right for you, and Talkspace makes it easy for you both to connect. Looking to renew and rejuvenate your life? Look to Talkspace and now get $100 off your first month when you go to Talkspace.com slash ideas to match with your dedicated therapist. Go to Talkspace.com slash ideas now to get $100 off. Talkspace.com slash ideas. Do you have certain things like in your mind, like rules or there's red flags or whatever you want to call it that you can like see in a person, whether it's work, romantic, whatever, that are like clear to you if you notice these things that it's a done deal. Did I word that? Weird? Yeah, no, I no, got it. I got understood for sure. Um, I think, yeah, definitely. I think people who are, like, I know this is like the most cliche thing, but if I'm like out to dinner with people and someone's just like wildly disrespectful to a waiter or uh, something. No, that's huge. That's like, huge. That, that I know, but like everyone says that, but that's like something that I will really notice and I really don't like that. It shows or, someone's character. Or any type of like someone who's working in service, like people who are just, bossy or disrespectful I just I I can't stand it at mm -hmm. all so that's like a huge thing for me and I think that just obviously goes into just being like if you're just not 
kind to people. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to hang out with you. Right. Um, <laughs> but I mean, there's so many things I think that. I, I mean, I literally there's so, so many. I think that like I I hang out with a lot of guys a lot. I like play poker quite often. And so I like <laughs> I like to hang out with a lot. And obviously that's like mainly guys. Sadly, I wish there was more girls that played, but trying to change that. Um, but so every night when I'm like sitting at this poker table with these guys, some of the conversations they'll have obviously can be like vulgar about girls and about this. And I like just won't tolerate it. Like I just won't let them talk about women like that. I won't let them like discuss. Like I I just like. Will you shut them down? We oh, actually, oh, like, oh, yeah. Like, how, give us an death. example of how. Um. Well, okay. First off, this is this is small, but this is huge for me. And people who are close to me know this. Like I, so this is also something that people get shocked when I say this. But I, I guess also being friends with like teenage boys, this is just the reality of my life. But <laughs> the other day, so like this guy was talking about this girl that he hooked up with, and he was telling an entire table about how he thought that her nipples were like weird or something like along those lines and was just like laughing about it. And all the guys were sort of just like jumping in on the whole thing. And I was sitting there and I try to first make it clear with like body language that I'm uncomfortable. Also like, why are you, why would you ever even do this period? But in front of a girl is like crazy. Um, And then I'm like trying to make it clear that I'm uncomfortable with my body language and that the conversation is not changing. It's actually like building continuously. And so I just inter- I just interrupted them and I was like, have any of you ever looked in a mirror? And they all they all were like, what? And I was just like, you guys are all like really below average. So like <laughs> shut the fuck up. And like I literally just said it like straight out like that. I was just because I was just pissed. I was like, and then I was and then I started like getting a little more serious. And I was like, you guys can't say that about something that someone can't control. And yeah. like you got intimate with someone, you should have more fucking respect for her than to talk about her like body and like be disgusting and mean about it like that I'm like I'm sure what's between your pants isn't that fucking great so like shut <laughs> up yeah I just get really like triggered and mad by that because I think that guys literally think they're like incredible when most of them are just simply not right and I just I, I, I love- literally the first thing in my mouth was like have any of you ever looked in a mirror just question mark question <laughs> mark like, what motherfuckers talking? I'm sure this girl was like magnificent I'm sure her boobs were amazing like just shut up it's just so stupid and I think it also just shows and this is what I said to them was I was like it just shows how immature you guys are because a real man isn't gonna first of all is not ever gonna like disclose secret private intimate moments with a hookup girl that he had that's like just disrespectful point blank period second of all you're not gonna feel the need to like boast to your friends Right. And third, you're not going to like make fun of something that someone can't control. And that's so like, mean. it's just ridiculous. It's just so, it's so disrespectful. And I just, I can't like sit and listen to them talk about that. <laughs> so now they don't talk about those things. Good. <laughs> and honestly, I think like at all, like I genuinely think the more that they've hung out with me and like, I have to continue to contextualize, like these are like 19 year old boys. So like we, I'm not going to like crucify them too much. Like they are kids, but I, I try to teach them lessons and be like, it's not, it's not becoming and girls are not going to want to get with you or talk to you or think that you're cool if you're talking about women this way. Like, it's just like, it's just not okay. So 
I definitely put them in their place. And and my brother told me because he was there that night. He wasn't engaging in the conversation, but he was there and he like texted me after and was like, I genuinely don't think any of them are ever going to speak about girls like that again. And I was like, good. Good. Well, it, it leaves a mark on girls. And that's the thing. It's like it, the same thing. I remember when I was young and guys would have conversations like that about girls' nipples. And I remember being like, are my nipples weird? Right. Like, right. And then every girl is like wondering, like, are their nipples weird? And it's like, People, or when guys talk about girls' vaginas, exactly, I can't deal with that. That that's like I'm like whoa, whoa, whoa. What are we doing? Like, and everybody's everybody's girls, vaginas I mean, and nipples are different, and everybody has different preferences and, and all taste of them are beautiful and, like, and fine. Like, yeah. and you're lucky to go near one, and you exactly. honestly shouldn't. You shouldn't be going near one if you have these like opinions about them. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, it's just like you don't deserve to like touch a woman if you're gonna be so judgmental and like disrespectful towards her body it's just foul by the way six people at the table didn't even know this guy that that's also just like you're literally just trying to sound cool and like impress yes. people yes. obviously everyone is allowed to have like an opinion you're allowed to yes, talk yes, about people yes. like behind closed doors but i think and everyone does but i just think there's like a way to go about it of course but for all that guy knows that girl could be a friend of mine right yeah. like what are you doing yeah like, or for all he knows my nipples could look the exact that's same. what i was right. thinking like what if your nipples look like my that feelings oh my god it's it's actually horrible but you're it's teaching so these horrible. young men and i think that's great because you literally oh, you're I'm, like i try I try. <laughs> Putting them in their place, in their below average just, place. <laughs> literally, I'm like, look in a fucking mirror. You're not that great. And even if you were, like, it's bringing you down to a zero. So stop. That's so yeah. good. So Gross. your little brother must have a really good head on his shoulders with you as a big sister. I think he's still a 20 year old boy. And right. I, I try, but I think that I think he's, <laughs> I think he's going to be amazing as he continues to age. He's only gotten better every year, but I still am like, okay, he's a 20 year old boy. He's 20 year old boy. <laughs> he's not perfect and he can't be perfect yet. And I, but I do think for his age, he's incredible. And I think he is the sweetest, sweetest boy. And he has so much like love for people. And I just, he, he's a, he's a really solid individual too. He's very smart and he's very just like kind. And he has such a soft, sweet heart. Like he's quite sensitive and quite just like, I don't I don't even know how to explain it. He, he's, he's also the funniest person I've met <laughs> in my whole life. Like I, cry no one makes me cry laughing like him he's i love that he's incredible he's incredible that's really sweet yeah i have a song on my album about him oh, you, you do i'll play it for you guys oh, yeah and that's a big secret that i just said but it's okay but that's does he know he knows and he like we sobbed together when oh i played it for him it was very special that it's like so the most sweet. special thing in the world most special song does i want to hear does it does he sing too he actually does. He does. Only as of like recently, he's been able to muster up the confidence and do it. I think he was always just intimidated and was like, felt like he lived in my shadows mm -hmm. and was like, oh, I'm never going to be. And I'm like, you are, you are Ryder. I am Madison. You don't ever have to be anything like me. You need to be like you. And like, that's what I've been trying to instill in him. Like, and he's also so good. Like, he's really genuinely an amazing singer. He has such a cool ear. And that's been like, we... We were really, really, really close growing up. Really, really close. And then when all this started, we definitely, a lot of distance grew between us. And I feel like I didn't really know him from like the time he was like 13 to 18, I want to say. Like I really felt like I didn't know him. And now in the last like two years, we've gotten just really close and we've bonded a lot over music. And it's just so fun. And it's so cool to be able to like connect with him and it's something that it means the most to me and it also means so much to him like we were it was such a I like loved this moment so much we were at I I also want to contextualize I do not go to clubs but I went to a club the other night with him <laughs> and we were out 
and we're both standing on a table and like we were like at the same table, but we're on opposite sides. And it's all just like, you know, this like rap music and whatever. And that's great. But I hear like when I tell you so far in the distance, the like no one else in the entire club heard this. And it was just like, and I heard Around the World by Daft Punk coming in from like literally seven miles away. Me and Ryder at the same moment screamed and looked at each other. And I was like, oh my God, like the only two people in the club who like heard this from so far away. I was just like, that is so cool. That's so cute. And I just like love that so much. And I just think that's so special that we both like, and we have the same music taste, like exact same. Like we get in the car with all of our friends and we're like playing songs and all of our friends are like, why are they like singing like the Bee Gees at the top of their lungs? And we just want to listen to Travis Scott. We're like, no, like let us do what we want. <laughs> it's just, it's just special that we've been able to connect over music now. It's so awesome. Was that like a big thing in your household growing up? Did your parents play music? Your mom? My parents are tone deaf and <laughs> my dad like played guitar like a bit, but like for fun. But they both have really good music taste. Yeah. Okay. So I think well, who that were they, you listening to growing my up? My dad's the biggest Grateful Dead fan. Hey. Hey. hey, the biggest, like has gone to literally 85 shows. Um, my mom put me onto a lot of really cool stuff growing up. She was like, she was a big Portishead fan. She uh. loves like, she wants revenge. Like there's so many like cool artists that she put me onto really, really young. Um, I'm like trying to think of more. Um, she definitely was the first person who played me like Nirvana and like just, just, just so many things. She was, she was a really she was more into music than my dad was, but like my dad definitely has cool music taste as well. But I started just really like living for the Beatles so young, um, like beyond. And yeah. my brother did as well. And we would just listen to them all the time growing up. And my mom just sort of like adapted and played them all the time. <laughs> and then like I started, you know, loving Queen, whatever. There's so many like incredible artists, but no, it wasn't. It wasn't my parents doing. I won't give them full credit. You're like <laughs> my, and my brother discovered them. it on our own for sure. That's really cool. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, because I know like a big part. You're just always like you have the music in the background. Like parents are just always. I don't know. Maybe it was a different generation of like a lot of smoking pot and like there's like the Woodstock era. Like totally. not that I was alive then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was not. Yeah, but I was like, like, wait, what? <laughs> no, you know what I mean. Like our parents with like the '70s music oh, yeah. and stuff. Totally. Yeah, yeah. like it was. It was a different time for music. Yeah. So I know like, you know, that's just my memory of listening to it. But for your mom to like introduce you to Nirvana, I mean, that's cool. Yeah. But the Beatles, you know, they have my daughter at three years old when she was three. There's a show called The Beat Bugs and it's a cartoon and it's all Beatles songs. Oh. So she learned the Beatles and was like singing. She was like, when I'm 64, oh, like at three years old. And it was so cute. That's so sweet. Yeah. I love that. How do you feel about people that don't like the Beatles? I don't like them. Right? It's yeah. kind of hard, right? Who red did we flag. Talk to? I should have said that as my red flag. Oh yeah. Forget the R word. That's a red flag. You don't like the Beatles. I don't like you. That's oh how God. I feel. And then I got into other... a fight with someone, like literally an argument about this the other day. Oh, good. Like an actual argument. Really? Because yeah. what like was the their Beatles. what was their stance? I was just trying to say that I think that like Paul McCartney is one of the best songwriters of all time. Duh. And they were just like, no. How and did I you say like, no to that? Who did they say was though? Like what's their opinion? Did they say? Did they listen to anybody? They did say, but I'm not going to say because oh. I disagreed heavily. God. Okay, so yeah, yeah. You don't no want to like... You're like, because I'm kind. Just, like, I just like love... I'm just like, what are you saying? Like we literally live on planet... To me, like this earth is planet Beatles. And like we, <laughs> we like just everything is everything is them. And I just... I went I went to Paul's show at SoFi last <gasps> year. And, oh my uh, God. Did you watch the documentary? The Peter Jackson one? What's it called? 
Let it be. <laughs> is that what Wait, it's called? the one that's like just came out the like the colored one that and it's of like, them like live playing all the stuff. I forget what that one was called. Yeah, I forget what it is too. I mean, it was very like you were literally like in it with them as they're writing. It was like Let actually them. Yeah, 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 that yeah, that one. Yes, yes, it was yes. very. That's, long. That was so trippy and crazy. It was for trippy. Me. I was like crying and like screaming. That's all <laughs> I was doing. I just could not believe what I was watching because you see Paul like come up with the song, just like watching like George and Ring, like just like Ringo is so fucking cute and he just like sits in the back like he's just like he's just drumming. drumming and he's drumming like the whole time he kind of like never stops drumming and he's just like minding his business and it's so cute I'm it like I have like cute. cute aggression towards him he's so fucking cute <laughs> cute aggression I like really I love do. that but and no like, I mean they're amazing they yeah. they are my biggest for sure like them and the Beach Boys right now are like my oh, my number the too. love so, the Beach so Boys that's our music right there what amazing. about women who's your I love Amy of course mm-hmm. um I love the Mamas and Papas. Um, Julie London, I think, is incredible. Currently, I mean, I like I'm a huge Lana Del Rey fan. Billie Eilish, Obviously. Melanie Martinez. Yeah. There's so many people I think that now are so great. Patsy Cline is like one of my faves. There, there's there's so many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think like Leslie Gore is so cool because she mm-hmm. was like sort of feministy, like at a time where there wasn't a lot of feminists and weren't, weren't like talking about fighting the man back then right so it's cool yeah i don't know there's there's a lot of there's a lot of really incredibly cool artists stevie Nicks. i mean whatever i can go on and on do you yeah. ever feel any like with your contemporaries do you ever feel pressure or like competition or anything like that i did for a while i think that i like grew out of that because i think there is room for everyone and i think that every artist shines in their own way mm-hmm. and i think that we also didn't sign up to be in like a beauty pageant. I, it's just not like, that's not why I don't think any of us make music. Sure. There's like a couple of examples and exceptions of people who like just want to be famous and like, that's it. Mm -hmm. But I think the real artists that just have a passion for music and have this drive and like love for the art, I don't think we signed up to compete and I don't want to compete. And that's not what I care to do. Like, I want to support it. Like I said, I want Charlotte to open up for me. Like I never Mm -hmm. want to like shy her away from like this, new audience like I want her to I want her to gain an audience like I want and I think it's so awesome I think there's like so many artists that are you know whatever you want to refer to like bigger than me but like more famous whatever it is that I've gotten support from like Lana recently talked about me on a carpet and was saying that like she loves me and like that's like that stuff is so cool because I I think that someone like that clearly doesn't it's not a competition for them and they want other people to succeed and there's room for everyone. And I think that that's so important. I think as women, we all need to just uplift each other and not like claw our way to the top. Yep. Because I remember when I got signed, it was like definitely a different time and a different ball game of like, Oh, like you, you want to be like the Beyonce. You don't want to be the, this or the, that, like you want to be top of the top. And that's just like, not what I care about now. Like I care about making music. I would love to like, do what Freddie Mercury did at Live Aid and like command a crowd of hundreds of thousands of people. And that's sick. But that's not like why I do this. I really like, that's the goal for sure. But that's the goal because I want to connect with that many people. That's the goal because I want my music to reach that many people. Um, I just like, I love making music. It, It has literally been the thing that has, it's the reason I'm still here. It's the reason that I want to be here. Um, I have not given up on it because it truly is my passion. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, like even just this album, I'm so proud of it. And it's like, it's genuinely, in my opinion, really good. And I think that it's just like real music that I would, I would be proud of someone if they released that today, because it's, I think it's very different than a lot of other stuff. And I don't know, I just, I just feel, I feel really good about it. And I'm just excited for it to come out. 
And it sounds like you're surrounding yourself with people that are mirroring that. Lana's an angel. I love Lana. An angel. Angel. She's one of the sweetest people. Incredible. But to be in that kind of company where you're with other women that are like, no, this is all, you know, rising ship. What, are the, what is it? Hmm? A rising <laughs> tide rises all ships. I understand. You know what I mean? <laughs> I heard it, I get it. It's like, it's, it's like, coming from the abundance mentality of like, there's enough for you. There's enough for me. There's enough for us. There it's not a fucking billion people in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure like 50 artists can be big and like, like I think we're okay. If not more. Like it's, yeah, there's just, there's just no need for it. I think there's no need for it. And like, you will die trying to be number one. Yeah. Right. What does that even mean? What does it even mean? What does it mean? Yeah. You can sell you, the most tickets. Like, cool. Yeah. Do you think that in any way your looks have gotten in your way of you being taken seriously? Yeah, I do. Um, it's something that I've like tried to talk about. And I think people don't like when I talk about it because they think they're just like, oh, shut up, Madison, you're complaining. She's pretty. And I'm like, that's just not what I'm trying to say. It's more so that I feel like I, I do get labeled as dumb or probably not talented or probably she, there's no way she directed that video or there's no way she, you know, wrote that treatment when in fact I was doing all of it. And it's just, I have been dismissed a lot. I've definitely been like, I don't know, perceived as, not someone that could do the things that I do. And I th I do think that's because people maybe think I'm pretty and that's nice yeah. and yeah. I appreciate it. But it's just like I said earlier, like that's just not what I care about. And I think that it's like the least important thing about me. And it sucks when people like I'll read online. Someone's like, oh, she would be nothing, you know, if she wasn't pretty or she or, or just she's only a pretty face. And I'm like, that just, in my opinion, couldn't be further from the truth. And I don't, I always tell everyone that like, I I do believe that if I, started like wearing a mask or whatever like I, I I still think that my music would connect and I still think that people would like enjoy me and I think I'm a good person and I just I don't know I've like stopped letting that be a narrative that I even like believe good um because it's just yeah and like that's been a lot of therapy and like it is something I did believe for a while where I was like is that all I have to offer and I sort of leaned into it for a bit where I was like yeah it is all you have to offer so it's like what you have to capitalize and blah 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 but I think that I just started realizing that like no like I'm I I love myself because of the things I mentioned of like I am a good person and I have good intentions and I mean well and I want to make music that connects and I want to tell stories that relate and like I just that those are the things that I really care about so I just don't if people want to say that about me then go ahead and yeah. you can feel how you want to feel I I don't feel that way and I think that if people met me they probably hopefully wouldn't either and that's kind of it it's right. the least important thing about me genuinely and it, obviously that wasn't you complaining. That was me asking because, yeah. you know, I do think sometimes that happens to not just women in general, but people in general is that yeah. they're pigeon held by the way they look, no matter what that look is, whether it's beautiful or different or anything. So it's, it's been something like throughout history that we've seen though. It's just like, yeah. you just like, I just don't know when it's going to be something that there's like a poem called pretty 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 bird I don't I don't like know it off the top of my head but it's so awesome and it's just it's just talking about like how sometimes you can like scream from the top of a roof and be like oh my god like I have so much more to offer world like look at me and I'm and like hear me don't just see me hear mm -hmm. me and mm -hmm. feeling like no one will listen no one will listen and they just want to like look 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 and I say that like I felt like I I've spent a lot of time being looked at and not listened to and I feel like that's like just true for me um, but this like poem is so awesome and it's talking about how the bird sort of like was this beautiful bird that no one 
cared about, no one listened to. And then like, finally it wasn't beautiful one day because obviously beauty fades. Everything's gonna, you know, we're all bones and skin at the end of the day. So it like fades. And then she kind of had no one around her. And it just was this like, so such a sad thing of like, you, so what, like no one, no one cared about you. I'm not saying this right, but no one cared about you unless like you were pretty and that just sucks. And that's like something that I feel like that's why it's been important for me to like do things like this and talk. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't want that to be the focus. And I'm, it's lovely. And it's so nice that people say that about me. And obviously it's a compliment, but that's like kind of the last compliment I care to receive. It's right. like funny. Well, because it really has nothing to do with you. It is nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't. It's like you were, you know, you were drawn that way, whatever, but it's totally. not, it's not really your contribution. It's not that big of a compliment to you. No, like I, I chose to want to be smart or want to be nice. And like, I, like I didn't, I don't know. There's just, there's a lot of, it's, it's, it's a tough topic because people definitely get like angry. And I've had discussions before where people are just like, oh my God, like it's, it's so hard to listen to her complain about like being pretty. And I'm just like, that just couldn't be further from the point because the point is really just me trying to say that I have more to offer than that. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying that like, I have more, try to see me for more, Mm -hmm. you know? And I don't, I don't, I don't know what it's going to take to like fix that. I feel like it's a good time for women. I do. I feel like it is a good time for women as far as creators go in yeah. whatever medium that is. I think women's voices are important and I feel like they're being heard more. And I feel like, I agree, you know, it's, it's a good time for you to use your voice. Yeah, definitely trying. Good time for your book. To try. It's good time for your <laughs> book and your singing. And your albums. And we want to, yeah. <laughs> what, what's this? strangest or funniest encounter you've ever had with a fan strangest or funny you can go funniest. funny you can go whenever you want mm. if there's one that you can think of mm. oh okay so this <laughs> is funny because it happened somewhat recently i was driving in la and i never have like my windows down or anything but recently i've been driving without music on which is like weird i but do I, that all the time lately like zero <laughs> anything i just drive and don't <laughs> listen to anything um and I'm sitting at a red light and I hear my song, Stay Numb and Carry On, which is a pretty small song off my album that not many people, it's not a popular song. And I hear it and I'm like, is it coming from my phone? Is it coming from the radio? Like what, what the hell? And so I rolled on my window <laughs> and I hear it loudly and I hear someone singing along to it. Aww. And I'm like looking around and I'm at a red light and I'm like, I can't see the person. And I look in my rear view mirror and there's someone I could see them singing it like three cars behind. So I sort of let the cars like pass. And as he's driving by, he's, I, I, I see him. He drives by quickly. He doesn't see me. And I like kind of follow him a bit. <laughs> and I see that he's wearing my merch as well. He's wearing a Madison beer hoodie. And I literally like, I was like honking and like, I didn't know how, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, how am I going to get your attention? I'm like honking and honking. And then I just like pull, I literally like, not like cut him off, like pull like right next to him. And I'm like honking, honking, honking. And he turns and he looks at me and he's like, he goes like, what? And then he, it takes him like three seconds to sort of like register. And he freaks out. I like, I like almost literally, we almost caused an accident. And I was like, pull over, pull over. So he pulls over on the side of the road and like, we both get out of the car and I just like hugged him and talked to him for like 20 minutes. It was so cute. It was so cute and wholesome. And he was, he just like, couldn't, but he was like, what the fuck is going on right now? (laughs) I was like, you are so cute and so sweet and so amazing. And I can't believe that you like love me this much. And it's so, it was the coolest 
thing. You're an angel on earth. Oh my God, no, <laughs> that just, literally brought tears to my eyes. Thing. Oh my God. Like you made his life. That is just amazing. He definitely was freaking out. Oh but like my, little things like I that have happened where like, I'll be in line. Down. Oh, I literally was like, You're I'm like, like I'm I getting, stalk I'm my fans. Yeah, like I do. I'm meeting this person. I'm hugging you. Um, yeah, like I was in line at like Earth Cafe one time and there was a girl wearing my like merch and I was just like, uh, hey, can I take a picture with you? And I'm so, I'm so like insecure and in my head where I'm like, what if it's not her hoodie? What if like her, it was her oh friend and she borrowed it and she doesn't actually like me. <laughs> I'm like crazy, but yeah, like no, things like all, that yeah. are so, are so cool and so nice. We and, all tell ourselves those stories though. Like, no, it's just like, they it's don't like, like her friends. What? She doesn't know who I am. Like, I have a question though. Yes. Is there a way we can change it from I'm so insecure to I'm humble or something because sure. like, does it have to be insecurity or is there a right. part of you that remains humble? I think I've, it's, I think it's that, but I've also been like conditioned to thinking that everyone hates me. So I think right. that I'm like, are they right? Is like the question, but, but also no, you're right. I, I also am humble. Like I don't, I definitely don't think I'm cool or like the shit at all, which I don't think I am. So I think that that's like just, I, I think it's also just who I am. Like I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't raised to value the things that I think a lot of people value, which is like followers and like cars and da -da -da, man, who are you friends with and what celebrities, you know, like I just don't care about that shit. Like, quite frankly, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't matter. Um, so I think that's why, like, I also don't care necessarily that I'm like famous, like whatever right. that means. Like, I just think it's like, cool. It's like, I like get embarrassed by it. Like, right, when I, when right. I like am out and when I'm like out in public and I meet someone who like has no idea who I am and they're like, Oh, let me like get your Instagram. I'm like, no, no, oh, no. <laughs> let me just give you my number instead. Like, I don't want you to have my Instagram. Like it humiliates me. Like I genuinely feel embarrassed by it sometimes because I just, I don't know. Like it's, oh my God, that's it's amazing. It's, it's, oh, it's, and then, and then it's hard when they will get my Instagram and then like the energy just shifts and I'm like, no. Uh -huh. You're like, like still you. be cool to yeah, me. Like, yeah. no, I, that's not me. I lie. Oh my <laughs> god! I don't know. I'm dying for someone to open it. They're like, oh, 35 million or I'm like, whatever. Mm -hmm. 35 and a half. Oh my god! That why is yeah. that? So oh my god! That's funny. so good. And I like shrink. I'm like, oh. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm sorry. You're yeah. like, here's my phone number I and my to, home address. <laughs> I went to a festival the other day with my friend, and we were just like walking around the festival, and someone. <laughs> this was funny as well. People also, I don't know. Someone <laughs> came up to me, and they were like do you know where the this stage is or whatever? And I was like, no, I'm so sorry. Like, I have no idea. Because I was literally just with like one girlfriend. I was in like a onesie walking around a rave. And <laughs> this guy was just like, wait, you, you like look so much like Madison Bear, he said. Oh. And I was like, oh my God, that's so funny. I get that all the time. And he was like, have a good night though. And I was like, you too. And then we just sort of parted ways. And my friend was like, that's so funny that you don't feel the need to be like, I am her. And I'm like, what? Why would I do that? And then You're another like yeah. another person came up to me and did something similar. And they were like, I would ask you for a picture, but there's no way that you're her because why would you be in like GA? And I was like, it's funny that oh people have this God. idea that like, again, like I would like need to be like, like. That mm. took me a second. I'm like, GH. Oh, general. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, no, like it's like, I, I just, I don't know. Like I, I value being like a normal, not a normal person, but just being like a human being and like having experiences that aren't just always like VIP and like this and that. Right. Like, I don't know. Especially somewhere like that where I can like, go in a onesie with a hood up and not get recognized really and like just have fun. Right. I love doing that. Rachel does that too. They'll be like, does anyone ever tell you you look like... And I always out her because I get so excited for the person. I know. That's the Do hard you know what part. I mean? Because yeah, I'm like, like, it's going to make their fucking day. She'll be like, yeah, I get told that. I'm like, it's her. I felt bad when when he walked away, like not thinking, like believing me that it wasn't me. Because I yeah. just said I get that all the time. But then I'm like, whatever. But I, I, quite, know. I, I know. totally But it's kind of weird to you. be like, 
sure. Like, I know. <laughs> I get it for you guys, but as the friend, I, get I like, I want to make their day. So I'm like, do you want a picture? I do feel bad sometimes. Yeah. Like, there was, oh my God, I'm trying to remember. There was an incident where it was so funny. I had to show someone, this guy, my ID once because he didn't, <laughs> but he thought that I was me. Then when I said I was, didn't believe me. Right. And I was like, are you saying I'm a catfish? Like, what's going on right now? But he was just like, he was like, there's no way. Da, da, da. And he just like, wouldn't believe me. I literally even like showed him my Instagram. And I was like, dude, like, look, it says like edit profile. And he was like, that's faked. He just did not believe oh me. And I was God. like, do you like, do I look that different? Like what? And then I had to literally show him my ID. And you I was got carded. Way. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> um, yourself. thanks, bro. <laughs> thanks. Oh he was like, God. I just didn't believe you. I was like, okay. Well. Oh my God. That is so funny. So funny. Yeah, you should not. Yeah, you're like, I don't really think I need to. I have this. <laughs> I'm like, all here. Come on. The best is when I took you, <laughs> I took her to my husband's work, like out in like home bunk San- Sacramento, oh. like this outskirts of Sacramento. And everyone was like, why is, why does that girl look just like Rachel Bilson? And I was like, Jeff, you got to go tell him it's her. It's her. And they all came out. Do you remember this? No, I don't remember. How do you not remember? I have no memory. They though. got not, so excited because they didn't think in a million years oh. you would be in some weird hospital in the middle of Sacramento. <laughs> there you are. Never you know? know? And I was like, I was, or at a rave in a onesie. Exactly. I like making people happy. I'm like, I know, you know what? Fun. It's going to make their fucking day. It is fun. I know. It's just sometimes it's hard when it's like, do I want to sound like, well, I, I, yeah, I am her. Or yeah, like, I know. Yeah, I get it for you. Guys. I always it's say, like, like I, I get that a lot. Right. I get that all the time. I, I get that all the time. Or you chase day. down the, your fans. I, I, I yeah. say too. Or I stalk my own yeah. fans. Yeah. <laughs> I stalk my own fans. Which You're is like, the best thing I've me. ever. <laughs> You're like, no, hold on. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> You're like on a high speed chase. <laughs> I just, oh my God. The visual is so good. <laughs> it is. Oh my God. You, yeah. Uh, we, I don't even want to like ask her any of the funny things. Well, just ask her. She doesn't funny have to things. answer them. I want funny things. Well, I already have. Well, I actually did ask, ask her one. funny things. Oh, this isn't funny, but <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no funny. If you could only listen to one song for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh my goodness gracious! Um, that's disgusting. Um, <laughs> you can pick three. Can I pick three? Sure. We make the rules here. Great. Perfect. (laughs) That's so much easier. Still hard, but um, I'm going to say Yesterday by the Beatles. Um, um, They could just be like your three today that you would choose. Everything in the right right place by by radio. Yeah. And I'll say, I hate this. Um, I'll say Killer Queen. Okay. That's all I'll say. That's good. I feel like that's very That's probably solid. not like accurate, but I just like what I had to say. I know. It's a no, hard one. It's hard. accurate today. It's accurate hard. right now. Yeah, today. Right. For, for, this for the moment. rest of your life. In this it's accurate moment. right yeah. now. Apparently, yeah. the only three songs I can listen to forever. <laughs> What's the strangest reason you've ever broken up with someone? Strangest. See, those? these aren't the funny ones. <laughs> I guess like this one, I don't know if it was broken up with. We weren't like official. We were dating, but like it was very short. It was like two months. He like just would spam text me like unbelievably to the point <laughs> Charlotte knows about this um, to the point where like he like it would be within three minutes. I would have like 62 texts. <gasps> no joke. Oh, no. No joke. And I was like, this is, is he spelling things out like text. by text? No, like <laughs> literally like, like, hey, where are you? What's up? Hey, Madison, what are you doing? Why aren't you answering? Hey, what's going on? What's oh. going-? I would check my phone and be like, you need to be put in a cage. Right. <laughs> yeah, you need your whoa. medicine. 
Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. So yeah, that was like maybe the weirdest reason. Yeah. No, I mean, weirdest is kind Other of reasons weird. were just like being really horribly treated. Bad. <laughs> You're like really toxic. Yeah, really yeah. Toxic, horrible. yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are the best reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Yeah. We want to get out of those. Um, Would you? Nope. I'm not saying that. Why? <laughs> Let's uh, here. I'm going to say what she won't say. Okay. Would you rather <laughs> accidentally send your mom a dick pic? <laughs> like of my dick? Or like her know, dick? Like or accidentally you. watch a sex tape of your parents? Ooh. I mean, can we say like just like a nude? Like yeah, a nude. Mom, which, a nude. Definitely rather send her a nude because I like would. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, mama. You made this. Yeah, hey, girl. <laughs> um, what the fuck? Who would ever pick? To the watch ladder. their That I would don't be, know. I don't know. That don't like makes me know. sick to think about. I don't We're going to blame it on Rob, our producer. Yeah. yeah. Probably came Screw up with you, Rob. Lo- yeah. <laughs> Rob, you fuck it. No, he <laughs> likes to come up with those ones. Um, <laughs> Go for it. You're going on a ski vacation with three close friends. First of all, who are you bringing? You can answer that part first. Um, I'm bringing my friend Alma, my friend Lucy, and Charlotte. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh no. There's an avalanche. Fuck. And you all get trapped in your cabin. Am I picking Who someone Who would to you die? eat first? <gasps> Who the thickest? No. I'm just... Who would I eat first? Um, honestly, <laughs> probably my friend Alma, because she eats the healthiest. Oh, so oh, she's probably going to get those be, nutrients. You're going to live longer. She'd probably be, yeah, taste the best. Oh my God. That's she would amazing. taste the best. That's wild. That is amazing. So all, all of them die except for me, is what you're saying? I mean, they're all dead at this point because you're going to eat them. Maybe, if, maybe right. they're not. Maybe right. they're not. Maybe you're you have to kill to your, your survival of the fittest here. Okay. I really actually respect Alma. that. That was smart. Sorry, that man. was really smart. There was a lot of ways that could have gone. She just like eats healthy and like does Pilates. And I'm just like, <laughs> you must be probably yummy. You're, 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 yeah. the you're like, that's good. <laughs> I don't feel like, I think that we end on that one because. Okay. Yeah. That's no, perfect. can we not good. end on me eating Alma? Oh. <laughs> one more. One more. <laughs> you don't want to end on eating Alma. Um, okay. Well, this one isn't, I don't really want that one to be the last one. What are your age parameters around dating? Okay, well, how young, how it. old, wh- where does it, what is it? Um, I think that I don't do great with younger because mm-hmm. I have like just lived a lot of life mm-hmm. and it's just like can be hard. Um, but like my current boyfriend is mm-hmm. younger than me, but only like a year and a half. And also mm-hmm. like we just are like, best friends and get along really well so I think that like he's an exception but I don't know about like how old I would go I don't know that I have like that's a hard thing to I don't answer. know that I have like a cap on it because right. like I could say 40 and then meet someone who's 43 and be like wait you're like amazing and I love you I don't know right I definitely think like a 20 year age gap is like a little strange I do find like just to be frank I find like the men questionable that go for like young young girl right I do yeah I do too I do. and I I don't I don't really I've never gone for someone like in that big of an like the oldest I've ever been with hooked up with whatever I was like 21 and I think they were like 30 right like that's, that's not, not, that that's, like, not no. that big of a deal but like that like also felt like okay like you're like when I was like 16 you were like in your 20s and like right. that's inappropriate but <laughs> I think that I don't know I just get like disturbed by the thought of like okay like you literally could be my dad. And like when you were in college, I wasn't even alive. Like that's weird. 
to me. Right. Right. It is. It is weird. I think it's like less weird if it's a one-off. Like if someone meets yeah, someone sure. and they connect and it's like whatever, but when they only, There's obviously exceptions, but you know? I think there's guys, especially in LA, that like yes. literally prey on 19-year-old on, girls. Oh, and I'm like, you are 43, go home. No, That's it's so literally what happened. Why are you preying on actual kids? Yep. Bizarre. Yeah, it no, is totally. bizarre. But they're, they're kids. Yeah. They are kids. And then you're like guys that date like 24, but no one's you. Like you at 24... I sure, would get exactly like, like there's you know exceptions. I, mean? I think there are like yeah. exceptions, but, but I think that like the norm is that the norm. I'm just like, mm, what are you doing? Yeah, like why are you? Why are we attracted to that? a girl that young? Yeah, right? Why? Exactly. Let's go there. Exactly. We could just like unwrap that. Yeah, for another let's hour. Talk about um, that. I'm super excited for your book. Thank the you. Half of it. I cannot wait to read it. Thank Can't you. wait to read it. You are so incredible. Thank you. Just being around you feels like I'm surrounded by the sun. You're <laughs> amazing and so sweet. Oh my god. About you. Oh, you're. I can't. I can't with you. Um, thank you so much for coming thank and talking you. to us today. It was so fun. And yes, I'm really excited. And for all the albums, I won't say much. Yes. <laughs> Your face looks better. It's still swollen, but thank you. So really quick, let's catch everyone up. Olivia... Had her wisdom teeth removed. Olivia almost died. Yeah. Sounds like. It was like a two-week window where we weren't sure she was going to make it. It was brutal. Explain what happened. Well, I went to get my wisdom teeth removed and my jaw was locked. So they said, we can't open your jaw. We cannot remove your wisdom teeth. Yeah, you had locked jaw like a pit bull. Like a pit bull. Mm -hmm. We called her a little pit bull. And so they sent me to like a oral facial surgeon because I had to get... An the... oral facial surgeon? Is that a thing? That's oh, what Jeff yeah. calls himself. No, oral <laughs> facial surgeon because okay. they do like jaw surgeries. It's not just a dentist where they pull the teeth out, you know? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and then they were like, okay, come back. And we went to do the surgery. They put me under and I could feel it while it was Oof. happening and they couldn't Ugh. they couldn't get my jaw open so they had to start giving me ketamine and morphine and all of that while I was under and then one of the teeth was fused to the bone so they had to go in and you know break it and saw it out and cut open the whole right side of my mouth and sew it back together and it's been a absolute living nightmare and my jaw is still Locked. Wow. But the, you know what's really crazy is that one of my really close friends is going through the same exact thing. Her left side. What? Nadine. I didn't tell you. No. While this is going on, her face, we're sending each other pictures back and forth. Her face is completely swollen like mine was. The left side, both of our jaws are locked. I'm like, how is this possible? What? Isn't that weird? That's really weird. Yeah, I'll send you a picture. Doesn't look like your jaw is locked. What's that? What does that mean? Like, okay. That's as much I, as you can open it? That's as much as I can open it. Poor Jeff. You've been just like having soup only? Yeah, I can't eat. It's depressing. She can only open it like an inch, you guys. It did affect <sighs> my mental health. I'm not going to lie. It made me feel really depressed. All the drugs and medicine and experience. You know, they say your teeth, like when you have wisdom teeth pulled or whatever, there is a connection to depression. I, look, I'm not a scientist. I can't like quote this factually and <laughs> confidently, 
But I know there is some kind of connection well, there. There, there is uh, apparently a link between like oral health and like dementia and things like that. Oh, fun! What? Yeah, the like bacteria and stuff. If you have bad hygiene in your mouth, there's been some studies that what that can affect the brain. Man, Oof. I better floss well, I have more. Good hygiene. I have stuff stuck in my, you know, because I kept my wisdom teeth. <laughs> be careful. Oh, my God. Every time careful. I eat, I get food stuck there because they're hard to clean. That was the reason my dentist was like, you should probably go and get those removed because they're hard to clean. But instead, I got them all filled. But now every time I eat anything, I have stuff stuck. What do you like mean right you now? got them all filled? You got the cavities filled or you got them filled so you can't get cavities? No, I'm pretty sure they all had cavities and I got the cavities filled. Or maybe they were preventative. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. But I currently, right now, I have some sort of pastrami <laughs> stuck, like in my, stuck, in. stuck on my left side. Oh, it's so oh, annoying. No. Well, anyway, what else has been going on? We all got back from spring break. Well, you're kind of on it, Olivia, but Rob went away. Yeah, does yeah. it really count as spring break when you bring kids with, though? That's what I realized this trip. What do you, you mean? It's their spring break, not ours. Trip. Tell us about this your trip. Like, barely counts as vacation when you're dealing with. No, kids I the saw whole time. a meme. It's like when you go on vacation with kids, it's just taking care of kids in a different location. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't I call love. It a trip. I, I had I had the like idea that this was going to be a relaxing week, um, and it was not. Mm-mm. I don't know why I thought that. Um, Going with your two young children, you thought, hey, this is going to be relaxing yeah. on a road trip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't get it. No. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was it was fun and uh, we made memories that we'll remember. But <laughs> <laughs> Did you make memories? Li- <laughs> actually living through it um, was <laughs> Well, it right. started off with like a lot of vomit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Calvin threw up three times in the first hour and a half of the drive. Oh, that's <laughs> so brutal. But yeah, he I mean, has a record. A bowl. It was in a bowl the whole time. But we uh, we were, took away yeah. the iPad after that and he didn't throw up any more times the whole trip. So Yeah, motion sickness, man. And then we drove an hour up the one because at, at like mm-hmm. 46 is when you can cut in. Mm-hmm. Drove an hour up and then realized it was closed. Oh, you had so to had drive to then, back? Uh, drive an hour down. Oh, that's <gasps> awful. To then cut over... Uh, and go go back up. Who does oh, the driving? My you God. or Natalie? I was driving. She was in the back with both boys. So the whole time. Yeah. You do all the driving. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, does, we also does Jeff do like all the driving? Three, yeah. Three four yeah. hour drive each day only. Oh, that's not that bad. Yeah, because we stopped. We stopped on the way up, and then San Fran to Napa was only like an hour and a half. Hmm. Brutal. And what all did you do? Um. Fuck. I remember at this point. We had a couple nice dinners. Yeah, well, you got a nice little gift treated to to the French Laundry. Yeah, that was incredible. That's a very fancy restaurant in Napa. Thomas Keller. Yep, Thomas Keller. Chef (laughs) extraordinaire. We had Rentaro in San Francisco, which is really good, too. Mm. Um, And then we did the Oak Charter also. And is this all with the kids? Or you got babysitters for French Laundry, right? The, the Charter Oak was the other one. Um, yes. Yeah, so we had Natalie's cousin lives in Sam in Oakland. So mm-hmm. she oh, okay. came she came to San Francisco to watch them when we went to Rentaro. 
Mm-hmm. And then we went to Napa. She was supposed to watch them, but didn't realize it meant coming to Napa. So like a day or two before, she was like, I don't really want to. Oh, uh-oh. You can bring them to my place in Oakland. Uh, how far is that? Like an hour and a half. Mm-mm. So we couldn't do that. So then we ended up having to find a nanny service the morning of the dinner. Oh, relaxing. How'd that go? Worst case, worst case we were just going to get her a room nearby and have her mm. come up. But the nanny service worked out well. Did okay. it? Yeah. Yeah. The concierge at the hotel had like some service they use a lot. Oh, okay. All's well cool. that ends well. And Calvin's a sweetheart. Like I could imagine yeah. it's not a hard transition to leave him with someone. No, it's Vin- Vincent's getting kind of separation anxiety right now. Because mm-hmm. um, we have a nanny starting next week. Oh. But like, like three days a week for... F- Three days a week for a few hours. Is Natalie going back to work? Um, she's going to work for me. That's right. For a bit. Baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so he, when strangers come, he gets kind of freaked out. But he he was in bed before she came. And okay. So does Rachel. totally fine. Yeah, I do. I get anxiety <laughs> before strangers come. <laughs> yeah. And then we did bring them to the Charter Oak, which... Was less fun with them. Yeah, well. But we had like a little private yurt for it. A yurt? You eat in a yurt? Yeah, they had like a yurt dinner. I want to eat in a yurt. It was really good. They grow like all their uh, produce and stuff on their property. Dang. That's like really that. cool. I want to be your kid. See, I'm telling you the website with your um, <laughs> restaurants. Oh, yeah. People did write in about it and say it was a really good idea. Our start side hustle. Yeah. All right, Rob. All right. Yeah. It's on and popping. And what another thing you, to add Ray? to your list. What? How was your spring break? It was very jam-packed. We went to Disney World and we went hard. <laughs> <laughs> we were only there for a few days, but it was actually a lot of fun. Briar had a blast. Like, she, it's fun now because she loves all of the roller coasters, you know? Yeah. So we went ham on some coasters. And then flew back and drove to Palm Springs. How does it compare to Disneyland? Well, Disney World, there's four different theme parks. So, yeah. There's Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom is basically Disneyland, Mm -hmm. you know, in itself. And then... um, Epcot. Epcot. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. And uh, so they're all different. And there's different rides at different parks. We hopped around and did... All four and very, you know, and not a lot of time. It was jam-packed for sure. It was so fun though. And there's one ride though, you guys. Never in my life, ever will I go on this again. Why? I hated it. (laughs) What happened? It's really old. It's called like Mission Control or something. You go in and it's like a simulator where you're being launched to Mars. Mm -hmm. But you're strapped in and you're watching it. So it's virtual, Mm -hmm. right? And they're like, there's like a million warnings before you get on this ride. If you have motion sickness or da 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 da, da <laughs> you should refrain. It's the oh, only no. ride that has puke bags at every seat. Ooh. Oh, yeah. This so there's just, like... It's just like a computer screen in front of you, though? Well, it's like you're strapped in and there's like a big screen and like it tilts you back and then you feel G-force. Like it's like 2.5 G-force or whatever. So you feel that simulation and... 
It was the most nauseous. And you're spinning. It's mission oh, space. No, 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 no. Mission space. Thank mission you. Mission space. Yeah. Is it like the the new Star Wars ride at Disneyland? No. Have you been on that? No, 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 no. I've done that. I don't love that. That gets me a little sick. Yeah, because you're going up and down a lot. Yeah, I did do the Avatar one, which is also virtual. Like, you know, like you're riding on a banshee. I've never seen Avatar, but that ride was awesome. But that fucking mission, what's it called again? Mission space? Mission space. You guys, well, there's <laughs> two ways. You can do the easy way where you're not spinning and stuff or the oh. orange way. It's green or orange. And of course, Briar's like, we're doing orange. And I didn't want to go, but she didn't want to go without me because she got scared. So guess what mom did? What? I went on it. For the first and only time. I don't, I Never can't again. spin. You don't know your, it was the worst, it's the worst, I don't know why it exists. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but you know what the best roller coaster is? Anyone going to Disney World, if you can do this, the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster at Epcot is the best roller coaster. It's so fun. Is it an actual roller coaster? Yes, it, it is. drops and. Yeah, it's a roller coaster. It's so fun. But it's like a, I don't want to give anything away, but oh. it's more like a roller coaster, like Space Mountain, like you're inside and it's kind of dark. I don't know if I'll ever make it there. You're you're gonna make it to Disney World one. You way think or so? Why? Yes, because like I went as a kid. You just like it's a trip you take, like with kids. Don't you just no? go to Disneyland? Yeah, yeah, you do. I don't think I'll ever take Calvin and Vincent there. All right, guys, it was a lot of fun. Okay. <laughs> I we were immediately just shitting on her vacation. Yeah, I'm like, I, I don't think I would ever we, go I would never do that. <laughs> Guys, I had fun and we stayed at Animal Kingdom and there's animals. Can you hear Shepard screaming? No, no. what's he screaming? Well, because my brother's babysitting and I can oh, hear no. him trying to control Shepard. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Did you darken your hair? I did. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, because I got my roots done, and then I was like, yeah. you might as well throw a toner on it to make it Yeah, all it looks pretty. Cohesive. This is all while you were under? <laughs> yes. <laughs> got my nails done, my hair done. Yeah. I'm like, while I'm under. <laughs> I was watching the Kardashians. That was one of the things I did while I laid in bed. And the mom, Chris, was being put under for a surgery, and they were like, is there anything else you want to get done when you're under? And I was like, oh my God, that's hilarious. That They're is like, hilarious. Under, like, you want new titties? Like, what? What? I was like, oh my God. That was that easy? <laughs> I guess. So, guys, guys introducing my new... No. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got to watch Beef. Oh, is it good? I started it. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I heard it's good. We've only watched a couple, but it's Ali Wong and uh, Stephen Yoon about, like, a road rage incident. Stephen Yoon is, like, who you always try to put in Fuck, Mary Kill, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I saw something written up that it was really good. You would like it. A24 did it, so... Okay. That means it's good. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, basically. That's how I go by. And I like her. Oh my God, he's screaming. You weren't gone that long though, right? What? You were only gone a few days, right? To Disney World? Yeah, and then Palm Springs after that. So fancy. It wasn't fancy where we went in Palm Springs. (laughs) It was not fancy, but it was fun. We had a good time. And you know what, Olivia? Hmm. We went to the Living Desert Zoo on Friday. I'm looking at Leah's Instagram and I'm like, that's weird. Those giraffes look like the giraffes Briar fed today. And we were both at the Living Desert Zoo in Palm Springs on the same day at the same exact time and had no clue either one of us was there. What? 
I know. How weird is that? That is creepy. That is and weird, really right? Weird. Yeah. yeah. Super creepy. I know. I was like, wait a second. Um, Madison, do you know she played us a song after? Yeah. It's been stuck in my head ever since. Has it? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Didn't it make us both cry? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. You know what I didn't realize is that she sings one of Shepard's favorite songs, which is, which is the theme song for Clifford the Big Red Dog, which oh, I have yeah. to listen to every day of my life. Had no clue it was her. Oh my gosh. I know. Big love in a small house. And you didn't know that or you didn't think about that I just when she was here. No, because I don't really know the titles of things and, you know, he listens to the music from Sonic, Lyle Lyle Crocodile, and <laughs> Clifford the Big Red Dog. Well, he's moved on. It was Nightmare Before Christmas forever. Correct. Do your kids get stuck on songs? Yeah. Calvin, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He likes, like, cool music. I forgot. Yeah. Well, the funniest is when he'll he'll tell Alexa, well, I'll hear him in the middle of the night because it'll, like, eventually turn off. Middle of the night? And he'll wake up and just want music on to go back to sleep and he'll be like Alexa play Dr. Dog that's so it's cute just in his little <laughs> in his little voice hearing but he's mispronouncing every other word and yeah. Aww, it's so cute Briar's like you know moving on to all the like I don't even know what you call Taylor him. Swift well yeah but she's always loved Taylor Swift but like you know top 100 well, she's been watching Wizards of Waverly Place. Like, she's just discovered that. So, like, we've been listening to Selena. Um, I'm trying to think of the song she's always asking me to play. I don't know. There's a lot of Megan Trainer and all that stuff. What we do in my car. Yeah, we took a pretty specific stance that we weren't going to let Calvin get into too many kid songs. No that kidding. Would, it would just torture us. Like, you know, I didn't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> It gets old after a while, but I like the way it, it you know, Shepard's starting to sing and he doesn't even really talk much, but he's like <laughs> starting to sing because he hears them so much. So I'm like So great. you're like you're like Dr. J chronic. <laughs> yeah. He can yeah, he can do that to good music though. But he screams until he gets what he wants. <laughs> and I give him what he wants. <laughs> I was, you know, Nicole posted, they they went on their camping trip or whatever, and no devices for the whole trip. And she said it was really hard at first. And I wasn't thinking about it. And that would be a huge battle. But like she won and think about like what they did. They were totally present and just playing. And I thought that was so awesome. Do you get jealous of uh, Jeff's exes, Olivia? She sure does. No, I don't. What? I don't get jealous of his exes. You get funny. I don't get funny. Like, I don't have a twinge of jealousy about them because they're not... Because you won. It's not even that. If if Jeff's ex was like Rachel, I would. You know what I mean? Or if Jeff's ex was like somehow even... His exes are nothing like me whatsoever. You're saying they're they're unimpressive. I'm not saying that's that what you're super saying. mean. You're saying they're not threatening. I'm just saying that's they're, what not it like. they're not threatening. They're unimpressive. I don't get jealous of them. 
in fact, I even like invited some of them to his birthday party. Like I'm usually pretty good. That doesn't mean I want him hanging out and talking to them if they're inappropriate, you know? Do you get jealous? If they're inappropriate. Wait, but you get like funny. Well, she does. She get funny. I'm not. Okay. Maybe not exes, but like if there's like a cute girl that like is at his work. I've gotten funny one time in 10 years. Okay. Well, that counts. And it was only one time. And it was only because I could tell by his face that he thought the girl was cute. (laughs) And it made me uncomfortable. So then if you found out that he was with like Reese Witherspoon at one point, that would make you jealous though? Yeah. Remove the fact that it was like a secret that he never told you about. Yeah, that'd make me feel really weird. Oh, that's weird. If he never told you and then he did, by the way. We're removing that part from the equation. That would be amazing if Jeff was with Reese Witherspoon (laughs) this whole time and I had no idea. (laughs) That would be awesome. I'd be like, well, you know, what are you going to (laughs) do? While you were married, though. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be cool with that. Would you date Reese Witherspoon? Would I? Yeah. Not Rachel. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Of course. What do you mean, would I? What do you mean, of course? I never... She's cool. I don't don't have any problems. I don't have any problems with Reese Witherspoon. We're not asking your problems with her. You don't have problems with? Yeah. I'd be... I mean, I'd be open to it for the most part. Like, you think she's super attractive and, like, Cute and pretty and nice yeah. and like all the things is yeah. what you're saying. Yes. I, I really found her so attractive in the movie Fear. Do you remember <laughs> that fucking movie? <gasps> that fucking movie. That Dude. Movie. We were all obsessed with that movie. Obsessed. Like I'm wearing a skirt on the Ferris wheel with, with a you. cute dude. Yeah. <laughs> One thousand percent. Have you seen it, Rob? I don't think so. Oh my god! What you have to see? Fear with Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon. Oh my god! And Alyssa Milano, right? Isn't Alyssa Mm -hmm. the best friend in it? Oh yeah, she is. That's your homework. John Oliver's in it. It is the best movie. John Oliver's in it. Apparently, really plays Eddie Clark and Richard Lewis. Aw, I also was obsessed with her. And what's that other movie called that I loved? I love Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, I love that. But no, no, the one with Ryan Phillippe. Cruel Intentions. Yes, Cruel Intentions. I didn't, I don't know if I've ever seen that movie. Fear, though, is my jam, man. But not, I don't know, Cruel Intentions. Cruel Intentions is one of the best movies. Really? Legitimately, it's an epic fucking movie. Have you seen it, Rob? Yeah, that was, yeah, that was a pretty like big cultural thing. It was iconic. I know what it is. I think I just, you should watch it. I don't it. know it that well. Okay. Her tension with Ryan Phillippe is... The what? The tension? Yeah. Between the her sexual, and him? Yeah. The sexual tension. Yeah. Is that where they met? And, I think they, so. I mean, their is that tension how they, is like... Yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah. I'm going to watch. Yeah. No, I like her in a lot of things. I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, she's been in so many things. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why everyone likes her. We don't need to. I know go we don't need this. to toot her horn. But you know what I did? I did read a book. Oh, I read it ends with us, and I'm on the sequel now. And it's a tough topic, but like it's a really good book to read. It's very easy reading. What's the topic? Can you say? I don't know. 
if I should say okay, because don't. I don't know. It deals, you know, I think it'll even say on the book cover if, on the back if you like read it. But there, there's just stuff about like domestic abuse and stuff, you know? Mm. Yeah. So it's tough topics, but um, it was a page turner. I'll tell you that much. And I'm on currently on the sequel, the second book. It's a barn burner. It's a barn burner. By the way, guys, there's like a, you know how you can like rent the inflatable water slide things for kids, right? And there's themes and whatnot. And whatnot. There was one <laughs> that looks like the Titanic, but it's like only the half part of the boat and it's tilted <laughs> down to the ground. Like it's the Titanic going under. Oh my God. That's next I level. know. Like it was a kid's party. And I was like, hold on. Which makes me think of when I was in elementary school, you know how they would like teach you songs and choir and stuff? Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was at camp. I think we were, sorry, I was at camp and they taught us this song and it went a little something like this. Oh. It was sad. It was sad. Too bad. It was sad when the great ship went down to the bottom of the husbands and wives. Little children's lost their lives. It was sad when the great ship went down. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And like we would all sing it and like lot, like not even, I said children's by the way, plural, but we would sing this song not even aware of like what we're singing, but we're just like, you know, roasting marshmallows, like at the campfire, like us. And that's the song they taught us at camp. I mean, isn't that kind of like, isn't Ring Around the Rosie about like polio or something? Yeah. I think, is it that one? There is one There's about a, polio. It, I think it is something that. something like that. Like we used to yeah. just sing cruel things. Cruel. But I mean, even like Rockabye Baby, like the cradle's fucking falling off a tree. Yeah. And the baby and all. Yeah. <laughs> it's so brutal. Like, I don't think I listen to lyrics that much, but like Briar really, really listens to lyrics. Like years ago, she was probably three, I don't know, Bad Blood by Taylor Swift was on. And she's like, mom, I really don't like this song. I don't like a song about bad blood. Like, it was, like to like, her, literal. it was like this horror film. <laughs> Wait, Rachel, anyway. sing, sing, sing some of the old songs you used to sing to me. Do you remember you, we would do all those? You mean like, when we would dare each other in bars? Yeah. I mean, we've done the <laughs> disco one, but isn't there more? Like Little Sally Walker? Let's, yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> no. Yeah, let's hear it. No, it's like a game on the schoolyard. Let's do it. No, I'm not. You want me to do the schoolyard? Like Olivia's dance. Only if Rob joins in. Come on. <laughs> Little Sally Walker walking down the street. Hey, she didn't know what to do, so she jumped in front of me. We said, go, girl, do your thing, do your thing, do your thing, go, girl, do your thing, do your thing, stop. And you'd go in a circle, and then you'd point at the next person, and then they'd go in the middle of the circle, and then they'd do their thing. Oh, great. <laughs> I love it. Do you have more? <laughs> no, but, you know... We were roasting marshmallows mm. in Disney World, and this woman came up to me and said, I love your podcast. She's like, I feel like I'm in the room with my best friends, just talking, and it's so comforting and everything. And I just, it was really nice to hear. And so thank you um, for sharing that with me at the marshmallow roasting at Animal Kingdom. That's really sweet. I ate in the Beast's Castle. I was definitely more excited than Briar. What'd you get? I tried the gray stuff. It's delicious. <laughs> you know, in the song, like, <laughs> that was my favorite. They say it too. Because Lumiere's like, try the gray stuff. It's delicious. They can sing. They can dance. After all, miss, this is France. Oh, I'm such a Disney nerd. But anyway. What, what did you eat? I, I think I had French onion soup mm. and I had a wedge salad. Those are two of my favorite things in the world. 
You know, they're pretty like, if you have to just go with something that you know is going to be at least decent, Yeah, you know, yeah, you go with that. Yeah, I mean, that was exactly what we ate at French Laundry. <laughs> <laughs> was the food so fancy that you didn't get full or was it like good? <laughs> I was very full by the end of it. Like there was like six dessert courses. Six dessert courses? Yeah, it, there were so many desserts. And then they brought you like chocolate after that too, that I had to just like try everyone and could not finish any of them. So many courses. What was the best thing there? Um, there was this oysters and pearls thing that was uh, oysters and caviar in this like broth. Hmm. Did Natalie like it? Was there like no dairy? Did you do like she, a special? Yes. Yeah, there was only like two things I had to modify that had dairy in it, but she did um, the like vegetable menu as well. Oh, got it. Because they had, you can choose your like meat heavy one or your vegetable one. So it ended up being like 30 different courses between the two meals because we were Holy also crap. both trying each of them. Wow. That's so fun. I know. That yeah, sounds a like lot. a blast. I want to go to a nice dinner. Let's do it. Just once. Oh, you mean romantic. We invite you all the time out to dinner. No, you don't. Maybe not, but <laughs> <laughs> because he knows that you don't. Yeah, want we, to we stop. I won't leave we the stop house. inviting you to things because you don't leave the house. I don't leave the house. <laughs> we should do another nice dinner. We did the girl and the goat. That was fun. We should do Meteora. Okay. See, I'm down. Oh yeah, you've been saying I'm that. Going there for my guys' dinner this month. <laughs> Your guys' dinner is it once a month? Yeah, it's turning out to be once a month. That's cute. That's so cute. I love that. And I think in June, we're going to do Mammoth and do like ski trip for my birthday and the Voltaggio restaurant. Your birthday. Well, sounds like the pizza oven is going to be your Christmas and birthday present. Since uh... <laughs> well, That's not fair. We have to get him a birthday present too. I know. The pepperoni. <laughs> Just a couple logs of pepperoni. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, really high quality baby. pepperoni. Yeah. <laughs> We had it shipped in from yeah. somewhere fucking bougie. From Italy? Yeah. You know what show I started watching that I really like? What? Shrinking. Oh, yeah. It's good. It's really good. Did you get to the Phoebe Bridger scene? No. No. Mm-mm. Not yet. I just started it. Krista's adorable in it. Aw. It's really good. I really like it. All his stuff... Bill Lawrence's stuff has so much heart in it. Like there's just some formulaic genius there. Yeah. He's doing something, right? Yeah, it's really good. Okay. I'll put that on my list. Just thought you should know. Well, I started The New Love is Blind, so I have to get through that first. Oh. Are you guys watching Succession? No. I need to finish the last season first. I have catching up to do. Did you watch the show we just started severance did you watch that um adam scott show yeah no it's a trip <laughs> this is like i know it's like you guys are just all naming shows that came out like a year ago that I everyone know. really into that's how long <laughs> it takes me to get to a show have you ever heard of this little show that won all these emmys uh i think it's called severance <laughs> but i don't know if you guys watched it yeah yeah i've i mm. watched pretty much every show that's out how do you i guess because you stay awake longer Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I watch while I work a lot. How? What do you mean? I have a TV like six inches above my head here. 
And if, if I'm not like actually listening to any audio and just doing any of my other like work, I watch TV during. I always have something just kind of thrown on. But how do you pay attention while you're doing something else? This is the same way you do when you podcast. I was going to say, it's me, right? You're like me. Yeah. So, I mean, there's specific shows that I can't do that with that need more attention. Mm-hmm. Um, or anything subtitled. I can't do that way. <laughs> but most of, the, most of the stuff I want. Like shrinking, I was able to pay attention to that enough. That's not like too intricate of a plot that I can't half watch and right. get what's going on. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Okay. So my brother's been staying here. Okay. How's that been going? You know, it's going good. He's really easy to be around. You hadn't seen him in three years? Three years. What was your relationship like prior to the three years? We're really close. Okay. It's like super hardcore brother and sister. (laughs) Yeah. So he's been staying here and he's been working out with Jeff and they work out in the backyard like it's a prison and he has been he he never wears a shirt okay <laughs> the guy never wears a shirt so then Jeff starts working out with him all of a sudden <laughs> Jeff's shirt's gone I'm like oh okay you're just not gonna wear a shirt now then Elliot sees Jeff not wearing a shirt so he takes his shirt off and starts not wearing a shirt anymore. And then Shepard started sucking on his shirt, so I had to take his shirt off. I'm in a house with all these... There's four shirtless men roaming around my house at all times like it's a prison cell. You should should leave our recording and just... Go topless. That too. is hilarious. No, Olivia. <laughs> Alice and Bree just go streaking in my own house. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. They're all walking around with no shirts on. I'm like, this is Isaac. Like, are you guys going to start like building cars in the front yard? Like, what's going on here? Did your brother come back from jail just like ripped or was he already? I'm going to be completely honest and I'm going to hope he doesn't ever listen to this because I don't want him to, but he's always been ridiculously buff like it's embarrassing he can't put his arms down buff mm-hmm. but he did get a little bit chubby in his little like mm. he got a little meat on him this time he's not like shredded like normal got it age but jeff's getting buff because david's training him oh nice yeah looks good that's a good trade-off i like it it's like having a personal trainer live there that's yeah. exactly what it's like that's pretty good yeah, I'll walk out there and they'll all be doing push-ups. They'll all of them. Because Elliot <laughs> first. Rachel, <laughs> Rachel's thinking over there. She's like, I need an ex-con to move in with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's many with your face tattooed on them. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's talk about that again. Talk about what? The fact that someone has your face tattooed on their body. I know. I saw another tattoo of Little Miss Vixen was the comic book character of Summer on the OC and they have Little Miss Vixen on their leg or something. With your face? Yeah. But like my comic book face. How does that feel? Not like my face. No, I get it. But how does that... No, like a comic book face. No, I mean, (laughs) Rachel, I get it. How does that feel though? Um, It's pretty crazy. I just more think like, why would you want something permanent? Okay, that's... But yeah, but like, how does it feel that someone tattooed your face on them? I feel like your face is on a ton of hoods of cars. Mine? <laughs> yeah. How badly do you want your face to be tattooed on someone, Olivia? 
I mean, I think when I was younger, that would have probably been goals, you know, like fucking, yeah. <laughs> it's, it just seems like how much you bring it up, how much you bring it up about Rachel seems like you think a lot about it. I think it's <laughs> mind blowing that someone would tattoo someone they don't know's face on them. Yeah. I think it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. You know? Mm-hmm. And then to own that face and be like, that's my face. Like, yeah. you, you must really like my face. You know? <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't think about it. I know. I don't think you've taken it in. <laughs> that's your response every time we talk about this. Is, is I it? I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like a weird thing to think about, right? Like, if I get too into it, I'll be like, mm. <laughs> Have you tattooed Natalie's name on you? No. Would you? No, I don't think so. Do you think it's bad luck? I would get a tattoo that was symbolic to her, but not just like her name. Well, you guys got matching tattoos. Mm-hmm. We have matching tattoos that our friend Martha also has. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Matt, her, her husband has a similar one, but not the same exact one. Yeah, why did he have to like fuck it all up? Oh, yeah. Just being a pain in the ass. <laughs> Do you think you'll ever get a tattoo, Rachel? I don't know. I mean, I've, I don't know. I don't have one yet. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I would ever get unless it was, ah, well, what are you going to do? Right. Weren't we all going to get that at one point? Yeah, maybe. Talk to me when I turn 50. Maybe I'll do it. <laughs> that's the next big one, huh? Oh, God, that's, that's yeah, that's so uncomfortable. Crazy. Yeah, let's not go there right now. That just shook me. All right. Well, Love Madison. Love you guys. Love everyone listening. Until next week. <laughs>